You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey guys, it's Michael. Here come the Blurs in Black, reviewing all the movies and TV shows. Here comes Jordy and Mikey. What? (laughs) You ruined it. (laughs) Jordy and Mike. Why why are you rewriting? I had it already. (laughs) No. Jordy and Mike. Jordy and Mike. Blurs... Of the universe. I thought you were the rapper on the podcast. <laughs> what happened? It's been a while. Yeah, Will Smith, <laughs> you are not, clearly. Ha-ha. But hey, guys, back again. And this time, we're back in black, because we're reviewing Men in Black International. Or Men and Women in Black. Why'd you have to do that? <laughs> Why'd you have to do that? <laughs> Don't make me do this. <laughs> I know I've become like the, the angry troll on the fucking podcast every freaking... Yes. Every time there's a... Oh, women empowerment. I can't stand it. Jordan's anti-women on this podcast. I'm really not. <laughs> but a twist. I might be anti-woman too because as a show, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because this week we're going to be talking about uh, the return of two new shows, Krypton and Jessica Jones. Yeah. But neither of us has seen both. So Mike's seen Krypton and I've seen Jessica Jones. Because yes. I'm not sexist. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I was going to say, I'm, I'm sexist because <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you didn't even see season two yet. I didn't finish season two. Mm, 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 racist. <laughs> sexist. <laughs> Whichever. Both. I mean, come on, man. This is the final season of Netflix Marvel. Like, this is it. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but you don't know what was in the first episode. They actually started referencing uh, the Marvel Universe hardcore. Okay, it doesn't matter. Like, it's over. All right, I'm lying. I, I try to, to, to leverage it to be like, yeah, what you missing out on, bitch? But no, they just say the words Captain America. That's they that. said Captain America season two. Oh, they did? Yeah. Damn it. Remember when the little boy was like, do you know Captain America? She said no. So then what the hell? They only have like that, the license to say his name? It's only, it's only, it's, and it's only been Jessica Jones. Yeah. So what? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, all right, you can use the Marvel's name, Marvel characters' names, but only Captain, only America. Captain America. Can you say Hulk? No. Only Captain America. The green guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> the dude with the hammer. That's what they do. Whatever. We're not there yet, but clearly I wasn't much of a fan either. But <laughs> when I, we get there, we'll talk about it. We also have uh, Anime of the Week, Attack on Titan, and One Punch Man. Um, we're finally learning about the secrets behind the walls, or beyond the walls in Attack on Titan, that In Night Shyamalan twist is in full effect, because this whole episode, I'm just like, what? Huh? What? Oh, that's the truth. <laughs> or is it? Or is <laughs> it? Who knows? <laughs> they keep freaking 180-ing on that show. Um, but before we get into all that, we have iTunes reviews. No, we don't. It's a lie. No, we don't. If anything, we have, we actually have, remember last week I said we have 165? 
We have 164 today, which means someone... How does that happen? Yeah, we have negative one. Somebody deleted their review? (laughs) Well, that usually means someone tried to re-review us, and then rather than it uploading, either it's taking like a little bit for it to actually appear, or it just did the thing where it overwrites it and doesn't actually submit the new one. That happens a lot. Or it's like Attack on Titan, where it's like everything you think you know, you thought you had 165. (laughs) No, it's 164 now. (laughs) We don't... Nobody loves us, Michael. There's no love. I released Arrow Beyond today. Nobody's going to love it. (laughs) I mean, My self confidence is at all time low right now. I got some love by who? The high pass. The high pass. Oh, that's the person that didn't love it. <laughs> that's a, that's love. Man, yeah, that's our, high passable. Yeah, friend of the podcast, Sue, who leaves emails and iTunes reviews every once in a while. He, uh, I, sh- I, I gave like an early access to our Patreons. Uh, he reviewed it, saying it was he liked it. He said he enjoyed it, but because of this action was a little bit slow, he gave it a high passable. I'm like, so the morals you need to move faster, fight faster. Yeah. <laughs> I was fighting at my absolute fastest, and, and it wasn't fast enough, <laughs> and sped up a little bit in places. <laughs> so it's like, damn, son, it's Hollywood. It spoiled us. It made us it makes us think that fighting happens really fast. You need to fight fast in flash cuts. time. Like, what's wrong with <laughs> well, you? Well, flash time is really slow to the audience anyway. It's like everything slows down well, to the audience. From our perspective, <laughs> so the whole fight is gonna be like a second long. Yeah. Done. You didn't see it? It would be fast. That's exactly what he wanted. <laughs> Whatever. It's a learning process. But yeah, thanks to anybody who uh, has watched Arrow Beyond already since by the time this uh, episode comes out, the first episode or episode zero of Arrow Beyond will be on YouTube. Go watch it if you haven't yet. Support your boy. Uh, be honest. Leave a review. You know, if you, if you if you enjoy it, hit me up. Let me know. If you don't, don't, don't say it on the comments though. <laughs> <laughs> Send him a personal DM. Yeah. <laughs> Pull me inside and be like, yo, it sucked, bro. I just want you to let you know that. But still hit that thumbs up button on the video. Yeah, support your boy regardless. <laughs> uh, but we do have emails. Uh, not many. We only have two this week. It's a no, dry spell. Nobody, nobody loves us. After Endgame, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> we're done. Yeah. We can pack up the podcast till yeah. Spider-Man. Superhero, superhero movies are done, right? Like after Endgame, so that means all superhero podcasts are done. So, <laughs> so fuck Blair Vision. But we have an email from our boy Danny Villasenor. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Uh, it's question of the week. Hey guys, so this question is mainly from Michael because Jordan, you still haven't gotten Spider-Man PS4. No. <laughs> what are you doing with your life, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Making movies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <laughs> High passable movies, so who cares? <laughs> Slow um, movies, you're not fighting fast enough. Seriously. But your Spider-Man PS4 moves fast as hell. Yeah, very. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't agree with that. <laughs> see how, see how, you see how he dodged those bullets? <laughs> Some fast movement. I would have gotten shot each time. <laughs> uh, well, Danny asks, all right, so in my third playthrough, I was, damn, third playthrough. Third playthrough. I was thinking about what Doc Ock was saying, how people with their, spoilers, I don't want to know this. I guess I'm being forced to, so. What Doc Ock was saying. Are you ever going to play it? No, you're I'm not. I'm going to play it. No, you're, Look, I still like, avoid spoilers. I, I, literally, when I see people posting about Spider-Man when PS4, PS5 I is still out, dodge. That's when you're going to play it? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, all right? I've been preoccupied. You're like those people that still complain about spoilers for Endgame. It's like, at this point. Hey, like, I'm not complaining about them. I'm joking <laughs> about this in the email, but I do dodge them. Like, when I see people talking about, I think I know what happens to Aunt May. But I don't want to know what happens to Ame. So I've been like literally avoiding whenever I people Well. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. He says, da 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 da. I was thinking about what Doc Ock was saying, how people with their talents have to do what's right for those below them. So, Michael, do you think that Doc Ock's reasoning in Spider Man is viable? Because he is technically doing what Spider-Man is doing, just that he's doing what is necessary to achieve it, while Spider-Man isn't. 
he's just doing too far. Oh, oh, he's just going too far, or what he considers too far. So what do you think I think? What? So what do you think I think? Well, I don't know what you think. <laughs> I'm not Professor Xavier. <laughs> Maybe let, he just meant let what me, you Let me think. put my cerebral hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of a number between five and ten. <laughs> Could be just like, what do you think about that or something like that. But I'm like, he yeah. had three play- playthroughs. I'm like, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> wow. Um... I'm trying to. I'm like. I'm trying to remember what he said. His motivation was. Well, he says. I think the I think is part of the next thing he's trying to say. I think what they are doing is basically the same. They just have different points of view and different ways of helping others. All right. So that's it. Stay near my blurdy. And as, and as always, go beyond plus ultra. Because I'm thinking. I'm like. Once you got to to towards the end of the game, and he started to become more or less possessed by the arms. Like he wasn't thinking oh, the about the movie style. He wasn't thinking about like he wasn't thinking about humanity or whatever. He he just wanted I think he just wanted the like he he liked the power of having having the control of the arms because the way the way the game was going, the reason he was creating the arms in the first place wasn't like the movie where he was doing it to like work on this fusion reactor or whatever the case may be. The reason he did it in the game is because he was slowly becoming paraplegic or whatever. And so he was slowly he was losing control he was losing control of his limbs okay and so he created the arms to have further use since he couldn't use his uh regular arms now he has other limbs to be able to still not be paraplegic more or less so they gave like an actual reason for why he would make freaking robot arms yeah okay but i'm like i don't remember why i don't remember (laughs) from this description it sounds very superior spider-man I'm not sure if that's at all what happens in the game, but in terms of no, Doctor Octopus does trying to superior Spider-Man, why don't we like becoming superior Spider-Man? But I mean, like the the idealism behind it, where he's trying to he tries to do the right thing, but to an extreme level, and like it, you know, it, it could be interpreted as reckless or evil. But at the end of the day, he says or he thinks the ends justify the means. Is that is that at all what he's doing in the game? It doesn't sound. Do you remember the game? <laughs> What's the difference between no, not playing the I game remember, and not I remember remembering the, the game? No, I, remember, I, remember all the fi- I remember all the fights, but I'm like, I don't remember what his motivation. You remember all the fights? <laughs> yeah, I remember all the fights. I remember the cutscenes. Okay. But I don't remember what his motivation was. The, the, the important story details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you really play the game? or it was, so, it was a long time ago. Oh, okay. And I didn't play three times. That's a good point. <laughs> he's over here, like, studying the philosophy yeah, of like, it. <laughs> taking notes and stuff. On page 36 of the script, do you feel like the word the makes sense there? <laughs> okay, well, there's your answer, dude. Yeah, there's your answer. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he barely has one. That's the answer. All right, so our last email comes from Diamante Sharp, uh, X-Men in the MCU. Hey, Jordan and Michael. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you, yeah, Michael? I'm good. Uh, I'm writing this email. I'm getting kind of hungry right now, but yeah, getting kind of hungry. I'm writing this email after listening to the last podcast and thought really hard about the idea of the X Men in the MCU. And here's how I think it should go overall. Like you guys overall suggested, there should be a movie with the original first class and what not. Oh, and whatnot. But I definitely agree with Michael about having a solo game of movie, <laughs> especially considering yeah, yeah. that. No, <laughs> especially considering that aside from Mystique or Wolverine or Storm, he has a story that can be completely separate from the X-Men. And on a completely separate note, this is more for Michael since I know Jordan hasn't caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. I don't I still remember. <laughs> Wait, what? I was just saying, there's another question for Michael. I'm like, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you finished? Are you caught up still? I haven't I seen... I keep forgetting to catch up. I haven't seen the latest two episodes. Okay. 
I find it funny how... Is this me? I hope it's not spoilers. I find it funny how now Fumi has healing magic due to his defensive properties. Oh, well, that was even where I was watching. And instead of helping out the other three heroes who are clearly in pain from sick, seasickness, he sort of just points and laughs. That's it. Talk to you guys later. I mean, fuck them. They were assholes as far as I was watching. Basically. So, yeah. I don't. <laughs> granted. Good for them. Granted, we're beyond that now, but... They're, they're not assholes anymore? They're still assholes, but... They're not like actively against him anymore. Oh, so something happened where they turned to his side for something? Yeah. Uh, so they finally revealed what the fuck was going on with that king? Yeah. Mm, he's doing some bullshit. Yeah. Like most people in power I'm are. To, am I yeah, right? I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, don't spoil it, but. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was pretty much. It was there, you know what I mean? Like, it was all the. All well, that the episode, hints were there. The, yeah, that episode with the queen, like, the queen is fucking badass. So the queen came in and was like, fuck this inept man. She came in and put her proverbial dick down. Mm, well, that's actually appropriate because just like how she had to oust an inept man in power, it's kind of what the theme of uh, Men in Black International is. But before we get to that, it's, I'm like, it's weird how he's the shield hero, but he has like powers... Yeah. Well, I feel like he's got a lot of defensive. If he just had a shield, he'd be, he'd be terrible. But he's got like he, defensive stuff. He got his defensive stuff, and defensive he also and has healing. offensive stuff. Like he has. Oh yeah, that's the bullshit. Like this, the the inferno shield that was like super powerful. And like, not what? even just that. Like this, the two what three episodes ago, he had some like fucking dragon type creature fucking come out of his shield, and I'm like, how does this work? Like I don't he's the get, main character. How is, how, is this, how is this a shield hero? Like I get having like because he's a main character in an anime, Michael. You gotta make him badass. No, but it's, well, it's stupid. It's all about wish fulfillment, and the and the people who watch these shows who are putting themselves in now Fumi's shoes want to feel powerful. It's still stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then the on top of that, like they keep making a point that because of how against the city, how against the city they are, how against the city is against him. That he hasn't had a chance to upgrade his uh, powers and stuff like that, as the other heroes have. But yet, he's, he's still more powerful so powerful. Yeah, them. he's more powerful than them. <laughs> even where I'm at in the show, he was more powerful than them, basically. Even without the freaking, like, QB chakra upgrade he gets when he gets angry. So I'm just like, Hacks how the fucking game. powerful can he get? As powerful as the plot needs <laughs> him to be, Michael. Don't you get these shows yet? <laughs> it's still, it's just like stupid. Isekai, yeah, um, meh. Sometimes they, they break logic. But I still enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy Shield Hero too. I just got to catch up on it. I keep forgetting. It's it's my Jessica Jones. <laughs> but in anime form. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I got a lot of Jessica Jones. I still haven't counted up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I yeah. I Cloak and Dagger. I think that finished. So we do need to finish that. Finish what? Cloak, Cloak and Dagger? dagger? Yeah. Oh, I think I the season ended. Someone asked me what I thought about the, the season overall. So it must have been over. No, dang. I was short. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just assumed that. Maybe they're just like, well, it's halfway over. How do you feel about it? <laughs> but who knows? But we do need to watch it. Yeah, I need to catch up. Cause I've, I've been hearing good things about it. It's not that I fell yeah. off because I was bored. I just fell off. <laughs> and then once you miss one episode, and then it becomes two episodes, and three episodes, it's like harder to just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. But as black people, if we don't review that, we fail the city. Like, I mean, you can say the same thing about Black Lightning. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Because first Black Lightning, now Black and Dagger. I mean, Coke and Dagger. And... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't like black things. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not a good look if we don't. If we just drop all the black shows. Yeah. But yeah, we'll catch up on that. Um, but in the meantime, talking about things in black, we got men in black and women. 
And yeah. So let's talk about Men in Black International. We are a rumor, recognizable only as deja vu, and dismissed just as quickly. I want in. Hey! Welcome to MIB. You've got some big shoes to fill. You will be with H and H. Come on. Well, it's not going to save itself. See, we protect the Earth from the scum of the universe. I felt good. Do we have a plan? I can't believe that actually works. Just try. And one of them is black. What, Tessa Thompson? Yeah. Like, that was the same thing in the first movie. Will Smith. Man in black. But that's more literal than men and women. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's talk about <laughs> men in black, man. And for those who know the brain system here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Kajapon. All right, bro. It's been what? A couple of couple years. What was it? Over 20 Over- years? No. no. At least 20 years, though. Men in Black 3 came out in... No, no, no. I'm talking about Men in Black 1. Oh. Okay, yeah. It's got to be over 20 years. I think it was like 98. Shit. So, yeah. A little bit over 20 years. Yeah. Since the Men in Black 1. But, and since then, we've gotten two movies, two and three. And I would like to think that, looking back on them, neither of those sequels hit as hard as Men in Black 1. None of them became as culturally relevant. None of them... Like solidified someone like Will Smith's career because Men in Black One was kind of like a game changer for him. Yeah. Um, was that before or after Independence it, Day? It actually? was after. It was after. Yeah. So Independence Day really was the game changer for him. Yeah, but that was more of a uh, what's the word? Not a montage. What? Uh, an ensemble film. Like he wasn't the main character. He's one of the main characters. But in this, he's ar- inarguably the main character in Men in Black. Yeah. And honestly. Even though he made he made Independence Day too, but he really made Men in Black what it was. Like his charisma is what made the franchise like. But not Independence Day too, the movie. No, 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 no. I mean, he made both those movies iconic, <laughs> but even more so Men in Black. I feel like it's more representative of him as a person. Um, welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Well. Wasn't that Independence Day? That's Independence Day. He just does the same shit. (laughs) It's all alien shit, actually. But I say that to say that each movie, I think, got worse than the first movie. So did that trend hold up for Men in Black International? Was it worse than Men in Black 3, even? Do you remember Men in Black 3? You're giving a face like... (laughs) I said, you're trying to think like, fuck, I don't even remember Men in Black 3. (laughs) That's the one with the time travel. He goes back in time to find Cable, a.k.a. Josh Brolin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so this movie, like it's a reboot in the same vein of like a Ghostbusters trying to revive an old dead franchise, Independence Day. They keep doing it. But this time they do a flip, whether it be rather than be a young black man who joins the super secret alien government organization men in black it's tessa thompson a black woman and thor ragnarok four kinda i mean yeah it's thor chris four, hemsworth four. <laughs> chris except and the roles are kind of reversed where it's now it's not the newcomer is the uh the comedic one and the veteran is the straight-laced one it's kind of reversed where now the straight-laced one is the up-and-coming Tessa Thompson who has a go-get-him attitude and she's wanted to be this in her entire life. So she's got motivation and she has an eye on the prize and she's upward thinking. And meanwhile, Chris Hemsworth, who used to be a, 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 a world-saving hero on the level of Will Smith's character in the first movie, 
but something happened in the past and now he's kind of like a washout and he's fucking alien chicks and (laughs) sleeping on the job and being irresponsible, showing up late. So what happened to him? And that's the story. These two trying to save the world. It's the same yeah, old tale. Yeah, always got to save the world. Yeah, every minute, save black. the world from aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every other week kind of thing in Men in Black. <laughs> save the world from aliens, and there's a a, a, a device involved. <laughs> yeah, there is always a device involved. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you think about Men in Black International, man? Let's give our non-spoiler thoughts first, and then jump into the spoilers. Did you love this movie? On the level of Men in Black 1? Or was it a disappointment on the level of like a Men in Black 3? No. I mean, I wasn't expecting to go into this movie enjoying it as much as Men in Black 1. But I will say... Were you excited it, by the trailers? No. No. Okay. The trailers didn't really do anything for me. I was just like, uh, whatever. I'll check it out. Same. Okay. Just curious. I'm a fan of Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth based on their chemistry from Thor Ragnarok. And yes. just the fact that I'm a fan of these actors. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the movie itself, I was just like, why does this movie need to exist? Because <laughs> money, Michael. Because money. <laughs> and I felt like I didn't really get my answer when I saw this movie. I was still, <laughs> after this movie was over, I was still just like, why does this movie need to exist? Well, I had the answer before and after. Because money. <laughs> no, apparently not. Because it didn't make any money. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the news section. But... uh with that said, though, I don't think when you mentioned uh, did it continue the trend of being worse than the last movie as every other movie was, I would say no. This one broke that trend because I like this more than Men in Black 3. Do you actually remember Men in Black 3? I do remember Men in Black 3. Okay. And I hated it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, li- I did like this more than Men in Black 3. Like, I laughed more in this movie than I thought I would, but with that said, I felt like... I was about to say, I was like, I- when you phrased that, I agree with it. But I'm like, but I didn't laugh much. Yeah, I was gonna say. But with that said, like, and more often than not, I wasn't laughing at Chris Hemsworth's jokes. I was like, ugh. I felt like overall this movie was pretty generic. Like, yes. For them to bring this franchise back, you would think they would have like an idea, something to bring the franchise forward, something to revolutionize it, something to give me a reason why you decide to bring this franchise back. And they didn't really like. If if you've seen the trailer, you basically know what this movie is. <clears throat> Sorry, I got like something What the stuck fuck in, was that? I got like something stuck in <laughs> Oh, he's an alien. I knew it. <laughs> he, he just fucking showed his true form. <laughs> nah, nigga, I know you're an alien now. <laughs> I'm on you. <laughs> the men in black are going to come here and freaking neuralize me right now. <laughs> you didn't see anything, Jordan. <laughs> I, gotta I didn't see anything. I have to neuralize Jordan real quick. Ah! <laughs> 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 But yeah, anyway, <laughs> take two. But what was I saying? <laughs> it didn't bring anything new to the yeah. table. It didn't bring anything new to the table. Like like I mentioned, if you saw the trailer, you basically saw this movie. Like, And and with the exception of uh, like uh, Tessa Thompson's character being the, the, the new character and her not being comedic, like, that's really the only thing that was new to it. They, the role, the roles were flipped, and also on top of that, like you didn't like Pawnee, you son of a bitch. I'll get to Pawnee. <laughs> and, and, and and with that, uh, also uh, this was a little different in the the typical Men in Black franchise, where it's like 
they they look for somebody and they recruit that person and then you you give them a partner mm-hmm. and then you're teaming up where in this one she, you, and you know this from the trailer yeah it's in the trailer so so it's not a spoiler so basically her parents came came across an alien. Men in Black found them, neuralized them, but they didn't realize she was in the house. So she's... no, fuck that. They did realize. They they, they, they or, the parents I mean, literally told them our daughter's upstairs, but she's asleep. It's like all right, we the super secret alien organization that mind wipes people. I'm not gonna take the two seconds to walk upstairs and check. <laughs> it's just like eh, we'll let it go. I'm like what? <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't want to say that part, but <laughs> well, whatever. It's it's whatever. But yeah, so because of that, she knew she knew aliens were real. So she spent basically her whole <laughs> life looking for the Men in Black, and she found them. Ended up getting recruited, but they didn't like. She Tim Drake it. Yeah, so they ended up sending her to London to train. Hence, Men in Black International, as opposed to it taking place in New York, which like the other movies did. Which also doesn't make any sense to me. It's like yeah. <laughs> you're instantly hired. Do I get any like really hardcore training in this? Nah, yeah. you just go to you you're go shipping to, off. You go to, to, yeah, you go to London. I'm shipping you to London. Like, wait, what? On probation. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay. You would think they have like a very rigorous training. And I mean, I guess the, technically they did have training because remember they, it was a montage. Where it was like week one, week two. Week oh, they two. said weeks in there. They said I think it said yeah. It said like week one. I mean, when we get into actual spoilers, I'll get more in detail in this. But like, despite I, there definitely was training. But it was weird how there was training for some things, but not others. Like, some of the things she knew how to use and other things she was surprised about. And I get it for the audience. to be like, oh, that's different. But it's like, you would think she would at least know. Like, here, here's how our car works. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how... I, it was a abbre- it was abbreviated training. It's a plot contrivance. It's it's so the audience can still be like we can we can discover things with her, but at the same time it's still weird because it's like but if she had training she should know how the shit works. But it's like all right whatever. But you get some of the comedy from her not knowing how things works, just like in the first movie. Yeah, it just made more sense in the first movie because Will Smith's character was being trained by K, right? It's K, it's Agent K. Agent, yeah, J and K. Yeah, yeah. He was being trained by K, and we saw that training happening in real time. So it made sense why he was like, what? What the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? But in this movie, it was just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. So with that, like, I feel like this movie had the makings of a good Men in Black movie. Because like I said, I enjoyed the chemistry between Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Like, uh, seeing the world of like of, of the Men in Black world with the aliens and all this other stuff, like... You could make you could take this premise and make it into a good plot, especially considering that this is a girl, and which I'm assuming is the first time in like the Men in Black universe history with somebody who wasn't on the Men in Black radar actually found them, and you could make that work. But it's like it just seems like the studio basically was just like, well, we need another franchise besides Spider Man coming out this year, so let's just hire a bunch of writers and let's just have them make it work. Oh, is this Sony? Yeah, this is Sony. Oh, that explains so much. <laughs> As opposed to the writers and director coming... Having a vision. Yeah, saying, hey, I got something that'll make it. And funny enough, like the people that wrote this movie were the same people that wrote Iron Man. The first Iron Man? The first Iron Man. But I thought... But then at the flip side, they also wrote Transformers last night. But you say that, but I thought a lot of Iron Man was improv Like, I thought that was the whole thing. Like, Robert Downey and... Um... Was it Happy? What's what's his real name? Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. I thought they a lot of that script. They well, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if the whole movie was improv. I don't think the whole movie was, but I think you know you could have a, a story that's good, but like a shitty execution or shitty dialogue within that story. But if you have a good improv, you can kind of mask that. So like yeah, maybe they wrote Iron Man, 
but that doesn't mean that they actually wrote what was the things that were said in Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? But, well, I can, I can neither confirm nor deny that. I, I can't either because I don't even know that's true. I think that's what I, I, I read, though. But, yeah. And this is uh, directed by F. Gary Gray, who did, like, uh, Fast and Furious and mm. the fir- I think the first Fast and Furious. Okay. And, like, Boys in the Hood. No, not Boys in the Hood. It was another movie. I don't know. Whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> but they're, <clears throat> they're good. They're good. Uh, he's a good director. So I was just like, you would think this movie would have a more clearer vision, but it just seems like this is all studio mandated. And hmm. so with that, there was like nothing interesting about this. Like when I, when I sat in the theater after the movie was over, I was like, okay, I didn't hate it. But at the same time, and I came up with this analogy on the spot in the theaters, I was like, this felt like eating a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch where it's like in the moment, you're satisfied because Cinnamon Toast Crunch tastes pretty good. Okay. But at the end of the day... You just lost everyone who doesn't eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> but I'm like, but at the end of the day, there was no real nutrients. And there's, no, there's no nutrients in Cinnamon Toast Crunch? There's no, there's no nutritional value in Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> zero, zero calories, zero carbs, everything? Yeah, okay. so I'm like, that's how I felt about the movie. It's like, uh, I didn't hate it, but at the same time, it didn't really add anything mm. to the franchise. Like, it was take, fast food. It was a, a hollow meal. Yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah. So, with that said, I would give it a, uh, for the Men in Black franchise specifically, not for movies in general, but for the Men in Black franchise, I would say a high passable. So, wait, why why'd you specify for the Men in Black franchise and not for movies in general? Because I felt like... Right, it has a movie. <laughs> like, why are you just why are you like drilling down on for the Men in Black franchise? Because we did the same thing for X Men. <laughs> no, we gave our personal ratings versus what the actual movie is. Like, I can I can like admit when a movie is probably better to general audiences than it was to me specifically, but not just like this is for the for the for the Men in Black franchise is this, but you don't have like an alternate rating either. It's just like this is what the rating is. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, no. no. For the Men in Black franchise, I would give it a little more than passable. But overall, I would just say the movie is a passable. I don't understand that first rating. But okay, <laughs> I'm going to let you have that. Because <laughs> in terms right. of your your overall rating of the passable, I'm actually right there. So I'm just going to echo everything you just said. And I think the big, I, even to the point where I felt the same way, where I was like, I didn't hate this movie. I, and I went into this movie fully expecting to hate it. I went into here to think, because I also wasn't blown away by the trailer. I thought it was going to be just some generic trash. But there were moments that made me actually laugh out loud. Like, there were a few. Um, and I think, and I've said this about a lot of movies, but it's it's true a lot of the times. Because a movie is a thousand freaking moving pieces that have to work in, in combination to make something truly great. So, like, I can see the good movie in this. Like, the, the premise of, like you kind of mentioned, uh, Tessa Thompson's character finding the, the MIB and bringing a skill set that... Uh, Jay in the first movie didn't have like you can play off that flipping the character dynamic of the mentor versus the trainee and having the trainee be intelligent because in the, the original movie Will Smith's character was like a super cop his 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 contributions to Men in Black were physical yeah but in this it's her it's her mind so it, but it's also weird they didn't play into that at all really beyond just it felt like they they shoehorned her into this story when it could have been more about her and how her coming into this uh, organization kind of changes it 
Because if someone like her could find it, like, what does that mean for the organization overall? You know what I mean? It's like, well, clearly, I, I feel like technology's yeah, catching up not, with us. You're not that secretive. Yeah, technology's catching up with us. If she, this girl can track us, you know what I'm saying? Without us even knowing about it. Yeah, exactly. And she was doing like some like some, some felicity hacking and shit to actually coordinate like or or pinpoint the satellites and find out like where their where their uh, their their uh, their crime scenes are and stuff like that. So that's interesting to me. Like, lean into the fact that she's the Tim Drake of this universe and literally found a unfindable organization. That's a cool premise to me. But then where the movie fails is she falls flat. Like, I feel like they didn't have enough character for her character. And the the draw that I thought would be, like, the, the, the main attraction of this movie, which was the, the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, because we've seen that in Thor Ragnarok and even a little bit in Endgame. Like, even that one little scene they have in Endgame together at the end, uh, when he gives her, you know, the the right to be queen right of Asgard. Queen, yeah. Like, even that, like, I, I don't know, it felt more interpersonal. But here, I never really felt that 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 chemistry, like, the dynamic. Like, I, I feel like that's a failure on the writing, because I feel like them as actors are capable of it. And maybe it's also the directing, I don't know. Maybe it's what's on the page, and also how they were directed by, like, Taika Waititi and, and Thor Ragnarok. But here, her being very, not even by the book, but very, like, almost arrogant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she comes off very, like, like, of course you need me because I'm fucking great and, you're, and you suck. And I, and you mentioned it before, the men and women in black. But, I mean, you know, that same trend is here where it's, it's female empowerment, but it's also female empowerment that belittles a man to put a woman on a pedestal. Because they literally say the words that, and it's true, but still, it's this is the, this is in here for a reason that they make Chris Hemsworth's character. He calls him an inept male. Like it's like, and I get it. There's also like a there's a real world analogy there where, uh, mediocre men can rise to the top of an organization, whereas someone with more talent, more ability, might have to struggle just because of that. They may be a person of color, might be a woman. That is true. So I, I do kind of like that commentary, but at the same time, it's just it just feels unnecessary because at the end of the day like you didn't have to make chris hemsworth useless at the end because he is very useless by the end if he wasn't in the final act of this movie it would happen the same but i feel like it loses something in the 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 teamwork between the two main characters when you make that other character just kind of extraneous because especially the- when you're telling me throughout the movie like he's like the greatest he's the greatest agent he's compared all- to jay yeah so it's like i I don't feel like you had to make him completely useless in that final battle. Do you feel like he was? Yeah. You did too. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm not just like, I'm not just reading into it. It's like, oh, you hate men. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm making sure that you're on the same page with that. Because it, it, think back to the, the Men in Black 1. Like, was Jay important in that final battle? Hell yeah, he was. Without him distracting Edgar, uh, Kay wouldn't be able to kill him. But that's the thing. Kay even though he gets eaten by the giant roach thing, mm-hmm. he still is the one ultimately to defeat it because he's the one that you know gets eaten and then blasted from, from the inside out. Inside, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you didn't have to make one completely useless. And it really made Pawnee the fucking main hero of this story. And, <laughs> I, and I mean, I liked Pawnee. That's, and that's what I was going to get to. One of my favorite parts of the movie is Pawnee. But then the fact that Pawnee is in itself a character that doesn't need to be in this movie. Like, he's just the mascot for the movie. He's just something to sell toys and, like, a Happy Meal. But yet, he's kind of the hero. And, and the most 
charismatic and lovable part of it. Like, I walked away from this movie not going like, oh, I freaking love Agent H or I love Agent M. I love Pawnee. Yeah, I love Pawnee. <laughs> that's not okay. Like, that's not, to me, it doesn't, that, that you kind of fail as a movie then when I'm walking away liking the side character who who didn't have, have to be in this movie. I like him the most in this movie. <laughs> so he did have to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's just because you couldn't make your main characters interesting or likable. Um, and I wanted to like both of them. Um, and there were moments where I kind of saw like Chris Hemsworth's charm shining through the kind of lackluster script. And I feel like if they had a better script, if they had a more, I don't know you said the director was good, but a more uh, inspired director that maybe wanted to bring something to this, to actually give it that that thing, that icing on the cake that makes it worthwhile, that makes it different from the yeah, first if he three. Actually, if he actually had a passion for this franchise as opposed to, oh, I got hired to do this. Yeah. The third act is literally the end of Men in Black 1. It's the same exact setup. Just they made the the white guy more useless. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I'm not, and then by the end they do set up a sequel, but I'm just like I don't care. Like I don't really want a sequel. I don't need a sequel. And I feel like if you wanted to, if this is supposed to start a new franchise, that in itself is a failure. You you should make me want a sequel by the end of this, but they didn't. Yeah, I I feel like. I didn't necessarily, by the time it ended, I'm not like, oh, I want to see a sequel. But I'm like, if they were to greenlit a sequel, I'd be like, uh, all right, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, I have like. <laughs> I'm indifferent enough to see this. Yeah, thing. I have such <laughs> a, like a minuscule amount of investment. I'm like, I'm still willing to check it out. Like, I, it's not like I'll be like, oh, a sequel, like, fuck it, I'm not going to check it out. But I'm like, yeah. but at the same time, it's still just like, again, what I was saying, like, if you're going to bring this franchise back, give me a reason to care. Yeah. And they didn't. And yeah, you didn't really. No. And, but like I said, like, if you have some positives, I mean, the twist at the end, I felt like if that was in a better movie overall, it would have been an effective twist, I think. And maybe even set up like this unknown factor that would make me interested in the future movies. Uh, visually, the effects, I thought looked good for the most part. I mean, it looked very Men in Black. It looks like a new age Men in Black, which I think is, you know, what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish it didn't, stay so safe that it just hit all the same beats of the original Men in Black. Also, I wish they did more with the twins. Like, I felt like they made a big stink about these because they're like famous dancers or whatever. They were only in this because they could dance. Yeah, so I'm like... that one scene. They made a big stink about them being in this movie only for them not to really do anything. They danced, which is what they're good at. (laughs) They're not actors, right? No, they're not actors, (laughs) but you're casting them as actors, so do something with their characters. Like, they were just there, to dance. like you said, to dance, <laughs> and then they got rid of them. Like, there's literally one scene where just like, for no reason, I'm a pop and lock, just just cause. <laughs> yeah, and I was, like, but okay. I'm like, there's no story to, like, their story, if, if they would have went more into their storyline, it could have been interesting, especially considering what ended up happening at the end. Yeah. And what if you, they gave them more character and you actually liked them? Like, you know what I mean? There are villains that are likable. So if you made them likable villains, then by the end, you actually would feel something more for them and it would make the ending feel better, like for, for feel more impactful. But like the thing, the, the things that they did with their powers, like visual effects wise, it was cool to see and it was something you haven't really seen before. But at the end of the day, it was it's just like, and what? Terminator. Which one? Two. All, they're just they're just space liquid metal. I'm gonna say this they're way more intricate than uh, it's the same the shit. T1 T1000. It's or, the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> Merging with the ground. <laughs> he did that too. And creating earthquakes. Okay, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> but he became the floor. Remember that? 
Yeah, but it wasn't the same thing. Was, I'm just saying. He became the floor with like Alice, uh, Alex Mack became the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in terms of rating, I'm, like I said, I'm right there with you. It's a passable. Because I didn't hate this movie. And I, and I literally expected to walk out of this hating it. And I didn't. I was just indifferent to it. And I mean, I don't think it's enough, though, to justify a franchise to feel indifferent to it by the end. <laughs> and I think it's a failure because you had some great elements in this. Yeah, I hate I, those are the movies I hate the most. The movies that like like are, Liam Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson was pretty good. He was the the I don't know the guy, but the guy that was uh that didn't like Chris Hemsworth like I liked, yeah he was good too yeah uh yeah I'm gonna say that for spoilers but yeah I liked him too. It's just what hurts me more is when a movie isn't terrible, and you could see how if they just shifted some things around, it could have been a much better movie. Like, I'd much rather just see a shitty movie because it's like, well, it's garbage. It was always going to be garbage. There's nothing but garbage. <laughs> but a movie that's like, no, I can, I kind of see what they were trying to do with this. And if they just pulled on this element a little bit more and played with this a little bit more, maybe switch this around, yeah. made this the focus, like, those are the movies that hurt the most for me. <laughs> even like, even like Shiva, <laughs> seeing her. I'm like, that was cool. That, that was a cool scene. Wait, Shiva? Oh, Shiva. Yeah, I'm Shiva. like, Shiva. <laughs> like, all right, ah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, and the monster design is cool, just like in the original Men in Black. Like, I, they're still good at that. Yeah. But yeah, all right, let's get into spoilers. For those that don't want to know, or if you don't want to know spoilers for this movie, which is like, why? <laughs> you might as well. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to see it. If you haven't seen it already, yeah, you're, you're not, not going to see it. Gonna see it. <laughs> don't lie to yourself. <laughs> uh, but skip ahead in the timestamps and the iTunes description. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about spoilers. Um, where do I want to start with this? <sighs> let's, talk, let's start with the main twist. Which is the fact that they set up this movie, and it's kind of like an Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, where they set up the movie where Chris Hemsworth uh, saves the world with his partner, who's Liam Neeson, in the, in the intro. Yeah, with nothing but his wits and... And a Series 7 Annihilator Blaster or something, yeah. something like that. And like every time in the movie, Tessa Thompson asks someone about that incident like oh so because they don't show you how it ends it's just like it, it literally becomes a thing where the aliens are arriving and it cuts also side note now that you think i'm like i thought that was a little weird too what? like how the movie started. started yes it felt so abrupt and i was like this feels like an editing thing like yeah. you would think it would start with the flashback with the flashback and the, then yeah and then jump forward it was that was i was like wait that was weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> it starts with that, with them facing down the hive or whatever, and then it jumps backwards to Tessa to Thompson. Tessa Thompson, 20 years, 20 years in the future, or 20 years in the past. Yeah, that had nothing to do with that incident. Yeah. So I was just like, what? So I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of things like that in this movie where I'm just like, what? Like when I mentioned the non-spoiler part, where I mentioned uh, her, her, her qualities that got her in the MIB does not qualify her to be a field agent. Like no. if anything, she'd be behind a desk. And there are positions like that in Men in Black. Yeah. Like, the, the the hub they walk through every time they go into, like, the main central hub of these organizations, that's where the desk people are. That's where she should be. Agreed. But somehow... And, she, and, or if she, want, if she eventually wants to be a field agent, you got to work towards that. Like, it makes sense for Agent J to be a field agent because, like you mentioned, the reason that they were interested in him before was because of his physical prowess. Yeah. Because he was able to run down that super fast alien yeah. or whatever. You're black, you're fast. Yeah. <laughs> you can fight aliens. But like with her, it's like the the leap in logic just is it just feels like they're just trying to get to a story beat, which is we want her to be partners with Chris Hemsworth and what makes the Men in Black like franchise the field agents. 
not the desk people. So we got to just make her a field agent. But when logically, her story doesn't line up with that. Yeah, it would make sense for her to be like the oracle. Yeah, like the person like that's... The girl in the chair. Like networking things, yeah. yeah. Especially since she's a hacker. That's her whole thing. Yeah, like Felicity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of things like that throughout the movie. I'm just like, huh? What? Huh? Even the, the, the flashback, which is just a setup for... It's so obvious. Like the things that they try and make seem like they're going to be surprises, I saw coming from the very beginning. Even that first scene when they set up like, oh, it's me and Liam Neeson, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson versus The Hive, and they cut. It's like, well, clearly they're, they're hiding something. They would, they would just show you that scene if it was going to be a thing where, like, oh, yeah. they did it and there was nothing weird about it at all. Yeah. So I'm like... And then it just made it even more obvious at a certain point where uh, Liam Neeson shows up and destroys the twins. Yes. Out of the blue. And it's like, wait, first of all, how did he find them? Then it's like, okay, well, obviously he's the villain or whatever. They make it super obvious in the scene where... Because the whole time their red herring is the guy that doesn't like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, because at first, yeah, I thought the it was him. Guy. I thought it was him too. I did too, but then the moment they make it so obvious it's him when he takes control of the the uh, the the operation because he feels like Liam Neeson's character is preferential to Chris Hemsworth's character. I think it's their names. Agent Agent H. H. Yeah, and what's his name? Uh, High T. High T. Yeah, High T is always giving like uh, preferential treatment to Agent H because it's, it's like a father figure to him. So. It, Right then, when he's like, no, 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 I'm taking over because I'm clearly the bad guy. I'm like, well, then obviously you're not the bad guy. If halfway in the movie, you're like pointing all the red flags at this guy, I'm like, well, then clearly it's the only other person. Like a Scooby-Doo well, movie. See, I thought it was, was going to be something where somebody was like whispering in his ear. Oh, like he's being influenced? Yeah. Oh, hmm. I didn't even consider that. I just knew that like in these movies, either it's the person... The only people that are like the, 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 the hidden villains are either the person that uh, you trust the most or the person you trust the least. The trust the least is always the most obvious option. So when they push that super hard, it's like, well, if you want this to be a twist, clearly what you're going to do is, no, it's high T. And then, yeah, when he shows up at the, uh, after they defeat the, to the, to defeat the twins. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're here. We, you did a great job. And she's like, how'd you get here? It's like, well, clearly, how'd you know to be here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> clearly it's clearly you. Clearly it's you. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that they didn't show what happened when they beat the Hive. Mm-hmm. Though I did like the Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. part where she realizes that Agent H was neuralized because every time she asked him how, she defeat, how he defeated the Hive, he, he kept repeating the same thing. The same exact phrase, which is, oh, I defeated them with my wits in a Series 7 blaster. And she keeps asking him, he keeps saying the same exact thing in the same exact way. And Pawnee's like, H is like, wait, am I repeating myself? And Pawnee's like, yes, yeah. with the same exact words. <laughs> Party was great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the twists, not that twisty in this movie. And even when, um, in the beginning with the flashback, with her flashback, and they set up the fact that she lets an alien go, like, leave. Like, yeah. Let's him escape. Now you knew that was going to come back. Yeah. I'm like, well, clearly, in a moment of dire circumstance, it's going to be a, just a convenience that, wait, Molly? And then what happens at the end? <laughs> For trying to beat Shiva, and it just so happens her henchman is the yeah, same alien as the alien. escape. Yeah. It's like, wait, Molly? Though I did laugh when they say the joke of like, he says like an alien phrase. Yeah, and it's like, what is that? You thought it was like a cute phrase. Yeah, like, oh, we're friends. Oh, yeah, we're like friends. friendship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I will kill whoever you want. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like, uh, can you do that when we're not in the room? <laughs> so did he kill her? Did he kill Shiva? No, I, she said something about like, 
Uh, she said, do it. We're not here. Oh, can I you wait until we're not in the room? I thought he said, just hold her off. No. <laughs> She's like, can you wait till we're not in the room? And he was like, all right. <laughs> so maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but by the end, it really does become like the alien creature. Though. <laughs> I did too. The wait, which version? The cute one or the no, the, the giant blue one. <laughs> <laughs> I like his design. Do you, you like him as a character? Yeah, I want. I want one. <laughs> you want one? <laughs> I want someone to kill all my enemies too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then at the end, yeah, it just basically becomes a thing where rather than that Edgar thing becoming a giant cockroach, High T reveals himself to be the villain, and then he becomes a giant. Centipede with what? arms. Is it a centipede? He looked like a dead space monster. Something. You know what I'm talking about? The, what are they called? The dead space uh, ne- monsters. Necromorphs. Yeah, necromorphs. Yeah. It looked kind of like that. Yeah. But then it's like, did, did you in the moment have so many questions they didn't answer? Like, how did he become one of those things? Yeah. What actually like, happened? Well, yeah, what actually happened? Like, was he always that or did he become that? And I guess they kind of explain it in the beginning where they said these creatures can more or less... Like implant in you. Yeah. And it takes you over. But it's like, I don't think he was an alien in the beginning because they, they do like a, a parallel of when he's first introduced going to Paris, he says he hates it. He's like, oh, fuck Paris. It's the worst. Blah, 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 blah. But then at the end, he's talking about like, oh, I love Paris. It's the best city. And it's like, oh, well, clearly you're possessed alien at this point. Yeah. But I'm like... I wanted to see what actually happened. So when the aliens arrived, did they fight him? Or did they get defeated? And then one of them implanted one Liam Neeson? And, and then, then why only Liam yeah, Neeson? It's like not both of them. Yeah, it seems like a liability to leave one of them not possessed. Why not do both of them? Yeah, especially considering they're both like the top agents. If you're talking about doing an infiltration of like men in black, possess the top two people in the, within the company or whatever. Yeah. And you're pretty much set. Like, they said one line about, like, oh, and you left the hero of MIB to tell the tale. But he didn't really. Because no, because he doesn't remember. All he does is repeat that same phrase over and over again. But then my question is, it's been months since then, right? Like, six months or something? What, how many months did they say it's been? Or years? It's, it's, I think Two it's years? Been, I, don't, I don't think it's been that long. How it's long been, has it it's been? been? It's been time. Time has passed since then. But it, even if it's been, like, six months, let's say. No one's actually asked them details about what happened up there, like because that class, answer is classified. <laughs> that, but that answer wouldn't fly for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like you beat the ultimate. Like they made plaques to these guys. You would think they have some kind of like information about what actually happened when they defeated the biggest threat to the universe. It's classified. You can't. You can't know. <laughs> you should classify something with like a thing that could possess you. <laughs> but and then also, I'm like. I thought there would be a moment where once he realized he was neuralized, because they keep saying, "Oh, you're so different than when you were before," like mm. you would have, they would have like, a, like you mentioned, like a flashback or something, like because we saw in Men show in, what happened. We saw Men in Black. What was it? Three where you can get deneuralized, you can get your memories back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like I feel like why didn't they do that to yeah. show or at least show who he was. Prior to being neuralized, to sh- so you could see the difference. And does that so imply- maybe you could also become more connected? You could become more connected to his character. But does that imply that he's only different because he was neuralized? And that's another thing. It's like because, like, what made it different? Be, it, yeah, because I'm like, it'd be one thing if major events in his life he, he was was he he forgot, and so that's why he's like more stand not standoffish but that why, why he's more carefree and reckless and yeah. stuff like that but it was like it was just that one moment so how does that one moment 
completely change your personality. I don't know. Like, it raises so many questions. I, I, this is this is the issues with the movie. Like, things like this. Because these are important, like, these are important details. Yeah. This is your whole finale. Your whole climax is resting on all these questions that they don't answer. And his whole character is based on that, too. Like, the, the person that we meet isn't, like, the upstanding, perfect agent. It's this schlub of an agent. But, like, if we don't understand... What How he was, got to this point. Yeah, what was taken from him that made him this way, then why is he this way? Even at the end. And you're right, because at the end, it's like, even Tessa Thompson's like, yeah, without me here to guide you, you're probably going to fuck up. So I'm going to leave Pawnee here to watch over you. And it's like, hey, um, I'm this way because I just realized I was neuralized. Can I get de-neuralized now? <laughs> and maybe I'll be capable and competent again? Exactly, especially when it, like, it ends with the, uh, Emma Thompson Agent O, who's like the head of yeah, promoting uh, America. Yeah, she's like, yeah, uh, the real high T was like, you're on your way to becoming the head of this organization. Now that he's not here anymore, so I guess we'll follow through with that and make you the head. And it's like, but he's not the same person. So yeah, probably should fix that first. <laughs> <laughs> like if 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 your theme was white male mediocrity be winning sometimes, and that's true. Why is he rewarded at the end? <laughs> like yeah. he's the old he he becomes president basically. P- pretty much. <laughs> so I'm like this theme. I'm not understanding it. Yeah, I don't know. Just stay consistent. Like if, if that's your theme, okay, but just be consistent with it. <laughs> and they even with the idea of setting it up a, a sequel. Like did they? I'm like, did they really? Because she's in London, he's in America. Can't really. Well, they kind of ended it on like, but the adventures will continue. So like, you know what's going to happen. I hate this type of ending where they, they'll have they, to invent They, they make reason. it seem like, if anything, the adventures will continue with her. But because they, they also kind of make it seem like, oh, the big sacrifice. Because you can see, oh, you're falling for each other. But the big sacrifice part of being men in black is you can't have that type of personal life. But see, the problem with this type of movie is because they want to make a franchise. So if they do make a sequel, which they probably might try, depending on how it does performance wise. The problem is they're going to do a thing where they literally, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Have to to force a reason for them to get together. There you go. Thank you. Just force a reason for them to get together. So it's like you have to reestablish why they have to link up again in the second movie. I hate that. Because it just wastes time. Like, oh, here's a contrived reason why I got to call H of, ever, of all people. And now yeah. we got to go on an adventure together. Oh, it's a whirlwind. As opposed to just already being partners. Yeah, just why not have her just be like, no, I want to be his partner. Or, or have him turn it down. Go like, you know what? That actually would make a lot more sense. Him give it to the other guy. Yeah. Like, you know, but there'd be a lesson there. Because at, at the end of the day, he was more capable. Like, that, the guy that didn't like yeah, him. Yeah, the guy that didn't like him. So it was like, why didn't he give him... The, the promotion and then he stay on as an agent in and America I'm a, and I'm gonna go to America and find, yeah. my, find myself we just wrote a better yeah. ending what the fuck <laughs> like shit like that when me and you can brainstorm for like what five minutes <laughs> not come, even and, we just came up with that like a couple seconds ago and make a better alternative than what they had for their ending that took them probably like weeks upon months to come up with a script for that's not okay man yeah, no that's not okay <laughs> but yeah is there anything else you want to talk about in this movie? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Um, Pawnee. You know about Pawnee and why he's the best? I feel like we talked about. We, we mentioned him, but people don't really know who Pawnee is. I mean, he's in the trailers and stuff. He's a little... Uh, who's the voice actor for him? Uh, Kamanan, Kamali Nanjani. Nice. Nice. I think that's his name. <laughs> I don't know his name. 
about to show you. you I don't know you'll, if he, you'll know his face. When I, don't, I, show I don't know you. if he improv some of his lines, but they felt like improv, and they felt natural and funny in a way that a lot of the jokes in this movie didn't. Like a lot of the things Chris Hemsworth character said, I don't know if they were improv or not, but these weren't as funny. Him. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I like him. He's a good comedian. As I say, y'all know his face. Yeah. I don't know if I said his name right. Um, but yeah, him swearing uh, loyalty to Tessa Thompson's character is because he needs to have a queen. Because as a pawn, it's as like, a pawn, without yeah. a queen, I'm nothing. <laughs> and his queen got killed. Yeah. And I, and I, I thought it was weird because they even didn't even explain that. Because they, like, why the, 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 the twins came and went after the pawns yeah, and the know. queen. And killed the queen, and he ended up being the only one left. Why did he go after the queen? Why did they kill the queen? Who is this queen? What knowledge does she have that they needed? Like, are they the race that are the antithesis of the hive? These little, like, baby night looking things are like. They didn't really go into that. No. But it's like he got permission from them because it was some kind of. No, it was a war feud between those little things. And the guy they wanted to kill, right? The schlubby fat guy. Schlubby. I I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. I don't know. This is random politics set up to establish some semblance of a plot when there really isn't any. At the end of the day, it was just, they wanted to kill this guy. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And at first, going back to that guy, like, I originally thought, I was like, okay, maybe he's not. Because remember, there was a moment where the guy touched him and it was like, you're not the same. You're different. I thought he was infected. I thought he was infected. Yeah. But even still, thinking, it made more sense if he was. It, it would have made more sense, but then at the same time, it's like now that he's not infected, it's like it still doesn't make sense though. Oh my god, that would be. Oh, I just got fucking flashbacks to Steve. It's like, what if they had the balls to kill Chris Hemsworth's character? Of course not. <laughs> I know, but what if they did? Like how Steve, how fucked Steve. up of an Wait, ending? Steve from Resident Evil. Oh, Claire, Claire. <laughs> yeah, like maybe fix him. Like, what if he was the final boss at the end? If you're going to make him useless and have him just be like, please, hi, T, you're like a father to me. Don't do this. And ultimately, it meant nothing because all it does is like make him hesitate for a second. For which, I don't, which, again, I don't get because I'm like, if that's not him. Yeah, why does it work? Why does it work? Because, you know, in these movies, you got to be able to plead to the person that's He's being He's like, controlled. I know you're still in there, but it's like. like are you? But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if a yerk. Well, I guess. It's still them to some extent. But not this. This thing like became a necromorph. Like it yeah. transformed his whole body. Like yeah. <laughs> he ain't there no more. But yeah, it's just it's just weird to me. Like if you're gonna have him be useless, why not just make him the monster? And then it'd be like a really like like if she had to make the decision to kill him or not. And maybe she doesn't kill him, maybe she finds an alternative. But just that that conflict of like, oh fuck, like the guy that was training me, now now I have to prove that I am capable by subduing him. Or you pull like an original Phoenix Force where it's like you do kill him, but then it turns out that wasn't really him. Oh, okay. You mean like it was, oh, I was actually in the broom closet the whole yeah, time. He, he, yeah. <laughs> Even that. Like there are all these alternatives that could have made the end so much more compelling. And then they're actually meeting each other for the first time. So all that emotion. And that also made it better. All that emotion and that love she had, yeah. that she started feeling for this person. 
Turns out that's not even the same. It's not even the same person. Oh my god! So you kind of got your heart broken because now you're interacting with a whole new person all all together. You got to relearn each other again and see if those feelings were probably still the if those feelings would still be there. For I wish this was a video podcast. I'm sure if you like froze from my face right now, my mouth was like a gape because I'm just like this is a what you're explaining is a better movie. Like all this, like this is such a big movie. I'm just like, these small tweaks. I'm already like I would much rather have seen that movie. Yeah, I feel like it would have felt like something it would have made it would have been different than the first three and you would have felt like you'd lost something by the end of the movie because like you fell in love with this guy that wasn't really him then you had to kill him but only he's really still alive but it's not really him yeah but it is him and he could have been a clone that thought he was him like spider-man clones yeah you know what i mean so it's not like he even the clone itself is not evil or not clone but whatever the hive thing is itself is not evil it's still partially him oh i've been so much better so much more complex but, you know, can't have complexities because, as what you even said it though, it felt like a studio mandated movie. There's no complexities because studios fear complexities because they don't think they will sell. It's better to play it safe. But they keep doing the same shit and then it doesn't make money and yet they still keep doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah, because Hollywood sucks. <laughs> Hollywood's trash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pawnee was just funny. That's, that's all there is to Pawnee. There's not actually much to say about Pawnee because at the end of the day, Pawnee didn't have to be in this movie either. <laughs> but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. That's why. That's why I said I would give it a low more than passive with a high pack. Because I'm like, I like cinnamon toast crunch, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I want some real food. <laughs> it's also weird that moment where they find like the whole thing is they're trying to get this super weapon that will destroy the hive, and the Cosmo people are like, they think they're villains, but really they want that weapon to kill the hive. But then there's a point where they're running from it might be, and it might be is tracking them, and they they're a series of crazy events. They end up in the middle of the Sahara Desert or whatever, and they fire off the gun just for fun, just to play with it. Yeah. And it makes a giant, like, one-punch man crater in the desert. Like a Grand Canyon-type crater. Yeah. But then, there's, there's like there's no consequences in this movie. So I'm like, wouldn't MIB be able to track that? Yeah. There's no giant s- energy signature or something that comes from that? Isn't that the whole purpose of the MIB? Yes. So stuff like that doesn't happen? Yeah, they can track... Aliens coming from space to the to Earth and pinpoint where they're gonna land, but they can't track when a giant nuclear energy gun goes off on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? And on top of that, considering the type of weapons and stuff that they deal with, I'm like, you would think maybe Tessa Thompson's character, because she's new to this world, but you would think Agent H. Granted, I know he's not the same agent, but at the end of the day. There's only one moment in his life that he doesn't remember. He still remembers the majority of his time as an agent. Yeah. You would think he'd be like, yeah, it's probably not smart to use this weapon considering we don't know what it does. And he's the one that encourages her to do yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, press the button. Press, press the button. button. No, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't think that's smart. And like they I just, don't think your character would actually do this. They just tracked this with less. Because what if that actually did destroy the planet? Like, what if she, yeah. turn, what if she turned it up to his highest setting? Yeah, you don't even know what it does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and she just said, it's like a nuclear fusion bomb or a, a blue star is in this. Yeah. Press the button. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Okay. Uh, I could nitpick all day about a lot. Like, there were so many moments in the movie where I was just like, what? Or even before that, when they were in the desert escaping from the MIB. And like, there's a moment, they're, they're flying through the city. Uh, Agent H is on the back of like this flying motorcycle. 
and they're 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 whipping and doing a whole chasing through the entire fucking city. So everybody's seeing them fly on this thing. And there's a point where yeah, I they, was like, are they neutralizing any of these people? Well, there's a, there is a point where they draw attention to it. And I'm, if they didn't do this, I'd be like, all right, maybe when they leave, MIB's gonna come through and they're gonna mind wipe everybody in the city. And maybe they did because they don't show it. But there's a moment where Agent H tells her to start mind wiping people around them. Yeah. And then the very next scene, they're flying by another group of people. But I'm like, you didn't realize them. Yeah, you didn't realize them. I, I was thinking that same thing. I don't understand this. I was like, your logic doesn't work that well in these in this world. I guess for the joke of it, but it's just like don't draw attention to that fact if you're not gonna yeah, follow if, through if with if it. If anything, like have her go like yeah, I thought while like, riding the yeah, bike, keep yeah. flashing like that'd be funny too. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess not. This movie was weird. <laughs> But yeah, passable. Moving on. Uh, what do you want to get into now? You want to get into anime? You want to talk about Jessica Jones and Krypton? It's like it's like we're trading stories. <laughs> Tell me a story, Michael. We could do Jessica Jones and Krypton. All right, so let's talk about Jessica Jones and Krypton. Let's start with Krypton. No, you go first. Oh, you Jessica Jones? <laughs> okay, let's start with Jessica Jones, start season tr- three. Start with the trash first. <laughs> you are a fraud. I have the only superpower that is not a fraud. I am here to witness your true worth. This photograph is to be your apology. I am asserting fairness in an unfair world. Jessica Jones. You can't comprehend what I am. <laughs> How dare you? You don't even know it's trash. You didn't even watch it. I can see your face. You don't know nothing about me. <laughs> your eyes tell it all. Mm, you're not wrong. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. After season two, which they do a recap, which I'm glad they did, because like, rewatching the recap, I'm like, wow, I forgot most of season two. Because I've realized, most of season two, you didn't even have to fucking know. The recap is basically all you Somebody need. Somebody told me that everything that happened in season two was needed based on everything that happens this season. I mean, I can't speak on that because I haven't seen the whole season yet. But from the first episode, no. <laughs> kind of like, com- like our complaints about Attack on Titan season three, the beginning. Yeah, It's like how it was super slow. And it's like, but you needed all that to get to this part. Well, that was the slow beginning of a season, and then we're in an awesome part of the season right now. This is an entire season of season two being kind of I'm trash. saying, that's how they describe season two. Like, yeah. you needed all of that to get to this. I mean, maybe that's true. Um, from the trailers, it did kind of make it seem like there was finality. I mean, it has to. It's the last season. But it seemed like there was finality based on the events of her mother dying in season two. Me, personally, I always felt like her mother being alive was a betrayal to the character that we kind of established in the first season. I felt like reviving the parents just like they did in Luke Cage is kind of necessary. Um, but then ultimately they kill her off anyway. So this, to me, it's like, especially why bother when you brought her back as the killer again. Yeah. But they had uh, Trish's uh, adopted sister, the Hellcat chick. I forgot her name. Trish. Yeah. So no, you said Trish. I said Trish. <laughs> Trish's sister. I forgot her name. <laughs> oh, that meant, yeah, I meant Jessica Jones's sister, Trish. There you go. Um, she killed her mother, thinking that she was helping her. Because like, if I didn't kill her, the police would arrested both of you. Blah, blah 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 blah. Whatever. So there's some animosity there at the beginning of this season, and that's really all you need to know. Like, 
the fact that her mom was alive and she died again and Trish killed her. I could have skipped the entire season of the, all of this back and forth, learning to love her, her mom again and uh, fucking trying to discover who the killer was that ended up being her mom. And it's just like, oh, it was so unnecessary. But here we are, season three. And what we got in this first episode was really just, uh, it almost felt like an epilogue to season two. Where there's no forward momentum until the very, very last moments of this episode. Where, I guess I can't spoil it, but something happens and it, it sets her out to be on the hero's journey again of like, oh, I've got to do what's right. Or not even that. It's more just, I have a goal now because someone pissed me the fuck off. But before that, it's just her going through the motions. Like, she's still trying to make her uh, alias investigations work. She's still doing odd jobs for people that think she's a hero, but she doesn't want to be a hero. It's it's the same shit. Like, same shit, different season of Jessica Jones. Um, The only thing I do like in this season so far, and just, I think the character that's come out the best in all these seasons, is the black guy, who was her partner slash roommate. Not partner, but her assistant slash roommate. Yeah. Or tenant mate house mm-hmm. apartment the power ranger yeah building mate wait power ranger he was a power ranger oh that's right he used to be a power ranger yeah yeah he was a red ranger or something like that back in the day but he went from like I was like how do i know that you don't <laughs> I I, he looks so different like and i didn't watch that season either but he went from being a, like a drug addict to now he's like got the goal up where he's basically like a, a a paralegal himself like he works with hogarth no. but but it's like a thing where he's basically sold his soul to be professional. So he's doing well. He's got a nice suit. His hair is done nice. He looks, he's looking good. But at the end of the day, he's not happy with what he's doing because he's basically just being like a, a legal cleanup crew for people that are assholes. So it's basically more or less the same thing with Foggy. How he sold his soul to work with... Hogarth? Yeah, Hogarth. Yeah, wow, it's the same exact shit. Yeah. Wow, I thought it was original. Never mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> at least he had a come-up story. <laughs> um... I'm trying to think of what's happened in this episode. It's a lot of just Jessica Jones, just uh, the stepmother comes back in her life, trying to be like, hey, Trish has disappeared. Can you go find her? Please, please find her. You're the only person that can, and she was the only good part of your life. Is Trish, and is Trish still taking that superhero serum shit? No, that ended season two, where she went so far. I hate Trish. Season two made me hate Trish so much. But she ended up getting like a injection thing that made Jessica Jones a superhero. She did the same thing to herself, and she thought like, it was a thing where they thought she was gonna die, but she didn't. Um, but she didn't have any powers until the very end of the season, when she discovers she's got like super fast reflexes. So in this season, her mom thinks that she's like gonna hurt herself again, or that she's run away. But it turns out she just became like a vigilante. She wants to uh, be what Jessica Jones doesn't want to be, which is a hero. So she goes out and very inadequately. She's she's always been jealous of Jessica's power since the beginning, season one. So this is like it's finally coming, like that that arc is being fulfilled where now she's trying to be a hero herself. But not well, because like the the first time you see her in this episode, it's her trying to stop some guy from doing something. She breaks into his house to try and steal something, but he's a bad person, so it's okay. But like... You think because Jessica Jones is watching because she's, like, she's there to find where she went because her mom basically hired her to find Trish. She sees it all go down and you think what's going to happen is Trish is going to whoop that guy's ass because she's like, oh, she's a badass now. She's got superpowers. But then no, she's about to get her ass beat and then Jessica Jones has to step in 
and then she kind of gets mad at Jessica for stepping in, and then she kind of shows like, oh no, I'm I'm a badass now. I'm like Catwoman, and she like she flips off of like a ledge like Catwoman does. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, why did you set her up as a superhero but not a good one? Like she's not she's not an, an adequate superhero. <laughs> she's not good at what she does yet. I guess. I mean, I guess it's a learning curve. She didn't like she didn't know how to fight beforehand, so it's not like just because you get powers you don't like like know how to fight all of a sudden. Yeah, but I thought she'd be like. I don't know. It's weird. She couldn't take down a single guy. Like a normal guy. Not even like a martial artist guy. Just a guy. To me, that's weird. I don't know. To me, it was like, oh, here we go. We're going to get the the subversion of expectations. Jessica Jones thinks what's going to happen is she's going to get her ass kicked. But she's got superpowers, so she's not. But then she does. <laughs> so yeah, I was I like, was wait, say, what? It's just like being a slayer. Like, just because you get the powers of a slayer, you don't automatically know how to fight and take out vampires. You still got to train. Yeah, but I just thought that when we got that scene, this would be her big hero moment for the first time. And, and then prove to Jessica that she's capable, but she's not capable. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think what happens by the end. It's not nothing. And then more stuff of Hogarth and uh, her struggles with the, what's what's the water challenge, the ice bucket challenge, ALS. ALS. Yeah. She's got ALS that was established in the last season. And she's been dying from like, it. What water? Hydro man? Yeah, no. She's got ALS and she's been dying since season two. So in this season, it's finally starting to like affect her. So she tells Jessica to like, hey, if if I am about to like, you know, lose my cognitive abilities, I want you to put me out of my misery. And she like gives her permission to basically suicide her by slipping her pills or something. It's kind of dark. But, you know, whatever. And at the end, something happens that's like, oh, okay, so this is what... But not even. It's not like it sets up a villain or anything. It's just like, it sets up a, a random act of violence that Jessica's like, okay, and now I know what I'm going to do. I've been confused, but now I know. I'm going to get that person. But I'm just like, who is that person? Why is that person doing what they're doing? What's going on? There's no real, like, strong motivation. I'm one better. How was that person? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, after this first episode, just like season two, like I don't have a strong reason to keep watching. To find out who that person was, I don't really care. You didn't give me any reason to even, like, question who that person is other than the random act of violence they commit. What, they kill Hogarth? No. Nothing no. even that fucking, like, oh, shit. It's just like a, okay. I can tell you what happened. It's not even that big of a deal. Like, because it's not, it's no consequence to it. It's not like it's going to be a thing that's like, oh shit, someone died. What is it? All right. Spoilers if you don't want to know anything about Jessica Jones season three. And this is the end of the first episode. So it's not like a holy shit. Like, I can't believe you spoiled this. She gets stabbed. Who is she? It's Jessica Jones. Oh. She's, Jessica gets stabbed. She like, she's about to fuck some guy. She meets in a bar. Stop me if you've heard that before. <laughs> um, they have this whole dialogue about hamburgers, which is weird. I'm like, this is like some, this is like some Quentin Tarantino dialogue where it's like something completely irrelevant, but they keep mm-hmm. they keep talking about it, so it becomes like a thing. But then she goes to answer the door. Someone rings the doorbell, and it's like she doesn't even look through the peephole. It's like late at night, someone rings the door. You're not gonna at least look through your glass window. She's a superhero. You don't need to look through the door. <laughs> but maybe you should when <laughs> she opens the door and gets, just immediately gets stabbed. And then the guy, she like pushes the guy away. I mean, as you say, that's what she wanted anyway. What? To get stabbed. Oh, ha, sex. Ah, I get it. Penis. <laughs> ah, penis. But the, she pushes him away with her super strength. 
which is funny because he gets, he flies like twenty feet away, but he's fine. But then she, like she starts walking toward him like she's gonna fuck him up. Or she but, passes out. Yeah, like she she's she's losing blood, so she kind of like falls to her knees and falls down, and then the guy gets away. And I'm like, but if your goal was to kill her, maybe what well, maybe it's just to get her attention. Because I was just like stab her in the neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's just to get her attention. Maybe it's to test her or something. I don't know who the guy is. Like, it's, there's no there's no build up to that moment. There was no like tease of who that might be. I can go by the trailers and assume it's the guy that is the villain of the season, but maybe it's not. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know. And then she's just like, it's like John, like a John Wick moment of like, yeah, I'm pretty pissed off. And she's like, I'm going to fight that guy. Like, I'm going to find the villain. That's the villain now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, if I were to rate this, I don't know, low passable. Like, it's not it's not less than passable. It's not, it's not poorly written or anything. But it's just beyond the fact that I know it's over after this. Like, this is the last season of not just Jessica Jones, but of all of Marvel Netflix. So I have no real desire to keep watching for that reason anyway. But on top of it, the show itself gave me no reason to keep watching either. So I'm just Until like, it mm. comes back for Hulu or whatever. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but while I keep watching, I almost want to finish the season just out of like, because I, I did finish two. I was going to say, if you finish two. Yeah. <laughs> but I was really bored that week. <laughs> like I didn't finish it. I was like, oh, I love this show. I, I was like. Oh, I think he was in love with the show. I didn't even finish Punisher. Did you finish Punisher? No, I didn't finish Punisher. Yeah, me either. That's, damn, son. That's really disappointing. <laughs> the show's have fallen so far. And I don't even think it's because, I don't even think it's because Punisher's bad. Uh, but it didn't keep my attention the way the first season did. The first did. season did, yeah. And I feel like that's been the struggle with a lot of the Marvel Netflix shows since like Daredevil. Well, I was going to say with the exception of Daredevil. Yeah. But even Jessica Jones season, I will still put Jessica Jones season one on that pedestal of the Daredevil. Oh, you know, Jessica Jones season one is, I, I would say is my favorite. Like, do you remember, because this is... Oh my god! But my favorite besides Daredevil, like season one and two. Yeah, I agree. But comparatively, because now I'm thinking back to season one of Jessica Jones and how that first episode ended there. Do you remember how fucked up that ending was, where she saves that kid and the kid kills the mom or whatever because Kilgrave told her to. Season one, I don't remember. <laughs> Do you remember? I, I might be misremembering, but I think that's what happened. There's a whole thing where she tried to save that girl, and then she finds out the girl was brainwashed by Kilgrave the same way she was. Mm-hmm. And then when she takes her back to her mom or her parents or something, and she's walking away, gunshots go off. And I want to say it was the daughter that killed the parents, and it was like part of the brainwashing. Like that was some. Comp- if I'm remembering that right, that was some compelling ass shit. You see, all of season one I felt was great. I think that's how the first episode ended. So if I compare that to this first episode, where the twist here is a random guy just stabs her, and she's just like, "Oh, that's the villain." Like it doesn't even compare. So then, or just and granted, and it's not even like, like Kilgrave wasn't even in season one that much, but just the, his presence, yeah, the looming threat of him was throughout the whole season. Yeah, even that that like, to the point explained. that you finally got to see him on screen. Jessica it just made it even better. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, even what I just explained, like that was because of Kilgrave. Like, even if he wasn't in the episodes. His presence still lingered, yeah. and everything was motivated by him. Or like when he had the cops, basically shoot each other up. Yeah, 
even this the small shit where she's walking down the hallways that were like lit purple and she like flashes of him and hear his voice and shit. Mm-hmm. That shit was awesome. Yeah. Should have kept they should have kept him. <laughs> oh god, they should have just that should have been the twist in this season. Yeah. Oh, you thought he was dead? No. It was all fake out. Although the one thing I will say was kind of they never really explained how she she was the only one that was able to she was able to resist him out somehow out the blue. I don't know. Because like in the comics, the way it happened is because Jean Grey pl- put mental blocks in her mind. There's no oh, that's G- way cooler. There's no Jean Grey in this world, so oh, it's like... <laughs> that's so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, there's no Jean Grey in this world, so you can't do that. Mm. So it's like, but how is she now all of a sudden immune to him? Because she dealt with him before, but that doesn't, explain, that doesn't explain how other people aren't immune to him now. But I thought it was a thing where they said like she built up a tolerance or something. Like just because he controlled her for so long that it it gave her like a resistance to it. They never re- they never really said it was just like sh- suddenly she's immune. Oh really? I don't I don't remember. It's been so long. I want to rewatch that season now actually, but first season three I guess. Even the same thing with like funny enough Captain Marvel played the role like Captain Marvel was her best friend in the Alias comic. Oh my god, Carol! I could not imagine Chris uh, and Ritter and. Brie Larson having a conversation. <laughs> can you imagine? Did we know, can you imagine that friendship? Like Jessica Jones, as we know her in Netflix, Marvel, and Captain Marvel. No. What would they talk about? Yeah, what would they talk about? <laughs> like, they have nothing in common. Drinking? No, not even. Not even. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's Jessica Jones season three episode one. I'm probably gonna try and watch the rest of the season, but emphasis on try. So no promises. Uh, but what do you think of uh, Krypton? It is time for us to take our rightful place in the universe. Not as the conquered, but as conquerors. We are securing Krypton's future. He's not ruling over the people. He's eradicating them. You will lose, son of Krypton. No matter how hard we fight or where we hide, the thing will not stop. I'm going to use your intestines to strangle this saucy little minx. Everything we lived and died for will be lost. The only person who's ever stopped Doomsday doesn't exist anymore. How about that for a flag and twist? You think you are him? You are no Superman. You are nothing. I was going to say, well, something I don't think I'm going to have to try to f- watch the rest of the season is Krypton, even though I still, I'll be falling off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Krypton basically takes place six months, I believe, after uh, season one ended. And you remember how season one ended where uh, Zod basically- He changed the timeline. He changed the timeline. And- uh, Super Zod. <laughs> Adam, Adam Strange ended up in the future- but his metropolis was like frozen because it got taken over by Brainiac, mm. and so it was in that capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it basically ended after he was like Neil before Zod. Yeah. And so uh, season season two picks up where six months later Zod is basically he's taken over Krypton more or less because of the power vacuum that was that was uh, created once basically all the leaders of Krypton got destroyed. And like the the voice of Rao and all that other shit. Yeah, by Brainiac. Yeah, by Brainiac. And so uh, he is basically using the Sagittarii, which includes his mother. She's become like full dick in this. 
and it's this part of this first episode where he, he wants to use the Sagittarii to more or less spread their influence, basically become a colonizer, colonizers. Oh, great. <laughs> spread the influence of, he's like, yeah, we're going to spread the love of Krypton to everybody. And it was, All right, Daenerys, he, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, went full, he went full Daenerys. And, or Daenerys go full Zod. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, well, was, which came first? <laughs> it's like the chicken or the egg. I think he came first. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... uh so the season so the season opens with them and then uh now Seg's family and then the girl that he had a relationship with, not not uh Zod's mother, not the black girl, but the other girl, mm. the white girl, yeah, blonde hair. Girl. So they created this like resistance force to try to like depose Zod. And you like how the black people became the villains of the show? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and funny enough, they didn't. They had we gotta to, stop Blackie. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't show the mother because they're also looking for. Her, they're also looking for her mother as well because you know she basically uh, but not betrayed them, but she basically was kind of like, don't trust Zod. Like he's evil. Yeah. And she did. She she ended up shooting her mother, and so now they're looking for her mother because she went underground, mm. and so they're like, where is she? And they they can't find her. They're also trying to find Doomsday because Zod. Wants to use. Oh, that's right. I forget that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, Zod wants to try to. Which I'm like, if he comes from the future, you would think he knows Doomsday can't be controlled. But I don't know, whatever. Yeah, word. So he wants to. He wants to find Doomsday, use him, and control him to more or less subjugate other cultures and other worlds, and also Krypton as well. So if you're not, you're like, you don't listen to me. Well, I got this thing right here that's gonna fuck you up. And so, how do you control that? Yeah, thing? how do you control? It's more, more or less as a deterrent, like a nuclear deterrent. Oh, okay. So it's like, but then he escaped out of his pod or whatever, and the, yeah, don't, he escaped out. So they're looking for him. So he's just running crazy on Krypton. And and nobody, know nobody knows where he is. What? Uh, <laughs> does he kill anything that's like alive and living? Uh, like apparently not this version. Yeah, he would go. He would go right for a city. Like <laughs> not this version of Doomsday. Oh, okay, all right. He's hiding. Like he's like Hulk. He's sad Hulk. Yeah, he's sad. <laughs> hiding in the cave. Leave me alone. <laughs> Hulk just want to be alone. And so also with that, uh, Adam Strange figured out a way to get back to Krypton with his little Zeta beam shit. And he wants to try to figure out a way to get Seg back because Seg, last we saw Seg, he was trapped in the Phantom Zone. And so uh, his grandfather, who was also trapped in the Phantom Zone that they brought back from season one, he was trying to say, well, we tried to bring him back, but uh, Zod, basically, he found our Fortress of Solitude or whatever, and he destroyed all my equipment. And so now I have no, I have no way to bring him back. And I don't even know if he's still alive. And I mean, he shouldn't be. <laughs> well, I mean, the grandfather was still alive after being trapped in the Phantom Zone for how long? <laughs> yeah, but he's with Brainiac. You think Brainiac would like possess him or something? Just like, yeah, we're cool. <laughs> nah, so they, so they actually, they actually flashed to that, and uh, so Brainiac basically says, and of course, plot. I need you alive because you're whatever. It's something about his, his, the the getting trapped in the phantom zone and this this is one of the things like from an acting standpoint and from a behind the scenes standpoint like the way they have brainiac's voice like modulated like the batman voice modulator yeah. thing going it's like but it sounds like he has like fucking waffles or like <laughs> marbles stuck in his mouth so it's like yeah, you gotta make him sound badass. <laughs> so I have a hard time understanding what the fuck he's saying. Okay. So it's like some point I gotta like rewind. I'm like, what the fuck did he say? I gotta like have the caption on because I don't know what he's saying. 
But basically, he was saying something like entering into the Phantom Zone damaged his mechanical whatever. And so because of that, he's not at full strength. <laughs> science, 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 yeah, science, 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 science. <laughs> so because of that, he's not at full strength. And so that's why he needs Sega Live conveniently. Okay. Because he's like, why don't you just kill me? He's like, because I need you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like you're sucking a dick or something. I'm nom, 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 That's what it sounds. That's what he sounds like when he's talking. Okay, Brandon, can you repeat that? But first, take the dick yeah, out your mouth. Yeah, take the dick out your mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like I was saying. I mean, it's Pride Month. Okay? I, I got to keep it in my mouth like a pacifier. So... Then uh, somehow, again, science, 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 conveniently, he ends up, they end up out of the Phantom Zone within the first episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Because the little... Uh, <laughs> He'll never return. Oh, he's back. <laughs> the little uh, Fortress Solitude key thing that he has had it, he had it in his pocket, and it was like, this contains yellow sun energy, and if you use it on science, 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 okay. science, okay. he'll be able to escape. Uh. And so he used it, and Bra- both Brainiac and him ended up escaping and they ended up on his home planet whose home planet brainiac brainiac's home planet but it was like a destitute home planet and i was like this looks like a forest in the middle of vancouver okay (laughs) supergirl all over again oh one of those (laughs) and because i'm like look at i'm like it looks like a yellow sun so shouldn't he be super strong (laughs) is brainiac a kryptonian no Oh, you mean uh, Jor-El. jor no, Sego. Sego, yeah. that's right. It's not even jor I forgot. It's grandfather. <laughs> but yeah, so a bunch of other stuff happened that I'm not going to get into. But yeah, they also show, because he has, he has a lot of kids. Like, he has the kid that he's going to have. He has Jor-El that he's eventually going to have. He, it's revealed that, he, that Zod is his kid. And then on top of that, now he has a kid with that other girl, the white chick. What the hell? Yeah, he has a whole like he's just, Sega is the yeah, player of the player. Kryptonians. He, has, he got holes in different area codes of Krypton. <laughs> in different area codes. And so, yeah, stuff stuff ends ends up happening. I'm not gonna explain. It was something that, that happens that I'm like, wait. What? <laughs> How did this happen? Something big? Yeah, something big. Okay, don't spoil it. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say I'm not gonna say what it is. Because unlike Jessica Jones, it sounds more interesting. Because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> How the fuck? <laughs> this don't. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, this is interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, this don't make any goddamn sense. Mm. But yeah. So anyway, the, and it's, it's not, it's not a spoiler because they talked about it. But yeah, the episode basically ends where Lobo finds him. Okay. And so that's how the episode ends. But yeah, overall, I would give this episode uh, more than passable. I'm very interested in seeing what happens. Mm. Must be nice. <laughs> I'm over my Jessica Jones. Like especially, it's okay, baby, it's okay. Especially, especially considering they talk, they talk about more about the, like saving the future and how he changed the timeline and how we need to fix it. And that, we that, gotta save Chiller, save the world. Chiller, <laughs> save the world. Yeah, bring back Superman. Yeah. So hopefully, and and I'm like, but I need them to make Adam Strange gay. I am still rooting for a Superman appearance to fight Doomsday. It's not gonna happen. Oh, he's so cool though. It's not gonna happen. He's so cool though. <laughs> still not gonna happen. All right. Well, even though you say the ending doesn't make sense, let's talk about some more things that don't make any fucking sense. Let's talk about Attack on Titan. This week's episode was titled "That Day." That yeah, I was like day something. No, it's it's something day. <laughs> that day, because you know that day. That day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a
Spoilers for Attack on Titan and One Punch Man. So if you haven't, if you're not caught up, skip this because you need to see it. If you're not One watching, punch! It, what are you doing? No, we're not talking about that now. <laughs> no, Attack on Titan now <laughs> because we're getting all the answers, Michael. All Titan, the- Titan. <laughs> we're getting all the answers. What are Titans? Which, funny enough, next episode is. I just realized next episode is called Attack Titan. Oh, okay. Remember, I told you that's what, that was the name of the uh, Aaron's Titan, the Attack Titan. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Like, if it's the Armor Titan, Colossal Titan, he's the Attack Titan. Also, the name Attack on Titan might be a mistranslation, and the name of the show should really be... Attack Titan. Attack Titan, yeah. <laughs> but Attack on Titan sounds cooler. <laughs> but yeah, we're finally getting all the answers, because we get the flashback to... Are we? <laughs> we're just kidding. I feel like I'm, like, getting more questions. <laughs> well, but we are getting some... Yeah, we're getting answers, but I'm like, answers. it's leaving me with more questions. <laughs> That's what makes a good show, when you... Even the answers raises more questions. <laughs> Unless you're Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you wrap it up in a convinc- or satisfying way, it's all good. <laughs> but so far, they're doing a good job. Because we got flashbacks to Grisha's past. Um, we had questions last week like, was that just the the walled cities but in the past? Or was that a different city altogether? Turns out it was an entirely different continent. Um, turns out there was a whole history of the city that we know of Attack on Titan. It's always been on an island, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a thing where there's titans roaming beyond the walls. It's a thing where the titans that are within the walls are basically sent there as like prisoners. Yeah. Or like like uh, it's like it's like the Australia it's like the Australia of Attack on Titan. <laughs> that's that's their punishment. Yeah, they get sent to the island and turn into titans. I would have said, uh, fuck. What? Not Australia, but it's another one that starts with an A. Alcatraz. Alcatraz? Yeah. But isn't that what they did in Australia? It was a continent that they sent prisoners to from Britain or something? Uh, Is that the history of Australia? Yeah, it's like a prison colony. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. (laughs) (laughs) Blurdication. I was going to say, we on Blurred Vision teach history education. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a society of convicts. (laughs) All right. There you go. Um, But yeah, so all the titans that we've seen. And I love the fact that by the end... The Titans that get transformed there are Titans that you can recognize. Yeah, I recognize some of their faces. Like the the old man Titan, that's the one that uh, with the beard and the bald head and the long like uh, uh, mullet. Yeah, that's the one that ate Aaron right in season one when he got eaten by a Titan. You're going back to season one. I think that was the same Titan. 
The one that he saved Armin from and got eaten. I think that was him. Maybe. There are definitely other ones that are yeah. super recognizable, like the, the, the Titan that ate his the mother. The Titan that ate his mother, yeah. Which is so fucked up. That that was his stepmother. Stepmother. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the revelation of, remember how I said last time, I was like, yeah, his name is, uh, the Beast Titan's real name is Zeke Jaeger. And I'm it turns going, out like, that's his brother. Yeah, I was like, his brother-in-law, kind of, his half-brother. I was like, that's why he looks like freaking his father. And he's, but he's blonde. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. It's kind of like a, his cousin with Historia's family. Mm-hmm. But it's his actual brother because that's Grisha's his father. Well, it's half brother. Because well, it was yeah, half brother. That was another question. Still I had. brother. Remember when I, we saw the picture and I was like, is that a picture of Aaron and his mother and, and Grisha, or is that somebody different? No, nope, that's Aaron and his or Grisha's past wife and his first wife. Yeah, his first who, wife. Yeah, and, who's royalty and Zeke, his son, who's a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But let's, before we get there, let's just rewind because we, we see first Grisha's past as a kid and uh, what happens when him and his sister go to see the airships on that continent they live on. And that was fucked up what happened to his sister. I mean, first I was like, oh, okay, they're not assholes. Like, they're just going to rough up the kid a little bit and uh, let him go. But then it turns out... One of them... Well, they all weren't assholes. But. One of them wasn't an asshole to him. But the other guy that takes his sister and said he was going to take his sister home... He ends up having dogs eat her or, or like rip her apart, and then they toss her body into a fucking river. And, ba- and also going back, they kind of explain that Grisha's people are descendants. They, of yeah, titans. they're descendants of titans, and so because of that, the 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 people that more or less run the city don't like them, and they're punishing them. Racism, more or less, they're punishing yeah. them for sins of their ancestors' past. And funny enough, it made me think I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this how is this how white people feel? <laughs> like <laughs> you're punishing I, me. You like, yeah, I didn't have, I didn't call slavery, bro. Why are you making me so? Because you're benefiting from it. <laughs> <laughs> My titans rise up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, in the fact that uh. You, you kind of see the racism a little bit before it's actually explained. What are they called? Eldenians? Eldenians, yeah. yeah. And the fact that you do see a history of, and it might be a lie, but it seems like it's probably the truth, of the reason why Titans even exist is because their ancestors, the Elde- Eldians' ancestors, made a pact with like a fucking Titan demon thing. Yeah. What the fuck? And then ever since then, that bloodline has been able to transform into Titans. If I'm, they pretty sure this, I'm pretty sure there's more to that. It's not like a, I'm pretty sure it's not like a demon. Whatever the fuck. The drawing freaked me the fuck out. I was like, what? And then like a founder Titan gave powers to the seven or eight, however many, however many there were. I think it was nine. Nine Titans, yeah. And it was a great war. And then ultimately the reason why they lost was because the other continent was able to take the control of seven of the nine Titans or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they also still didn't, I guess that maybe that had come too, but they also still didn't explain where the serum came from. Yeah, that's a good question. And then also, does the serum only affect the Eldians? De- yeah, okay. it makes it seem like that's the case because it, it it seems like the that's like their it's like their Saiyan form. Like <laughs> they have a human form, but their true form is the giant monkey, aka the giant titans. So like that kind of triggers their true form to come out. I guess they also didn't explain things like why the titans eat people. They haven't explained that yet. No, I have to assume. That maybe it's some kind of inherent, like, it, it's like an instinct to eat someone to become a shifter. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe, like, the Titan form. Or because you used to be human, that's your, 
that's a more corrupted version of reconnecting back to your humanity. Trying to consume humanity to become human again? Yeah. Maybe. Because they call them pure titans, the ones that are mindless. But clearly, like, there was a society of titans that could, like, build bridges and, you know, mend walls and become walls. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. That was very interesting. And the fact that at first you presented this concept that the Eldians are given, but then, you know, history is governed by the, the victors. It, it turns out that everything they were told were a lie. And they thought they made it seem like Titans were the scourge on, on on all of humanity. Everyone hated them, but what might have been the case was that the Eldians helped create society as we know it, and they helped build that entire continent and like you know made like a baseline for agriculture and all that shit. And they were just wiped and, out. And this 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 episode does a good job of of flipping your expectations in the sense that for the most part. Ever since season one, you're led to believe the Titans are the villains. Yes. And the humans are the ones you should be rooting for. Yes. But this episode kind of goes, mm, maybe not. Maybe the humans are the assholes and you should actually be rooting for the Titans. And then it makes everything that's been happening within the walls, like, pointless. Like, they're fighting with themselves when the true enemy is the continent that they don't even know about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of tragic where it's like, oh, you've lost all of these resources, all these human lives, when at the end of the day, these aren't your true enemies. And then also, who of the people that we've been following are actually Eldenians? Like, are they all Eldenians fighting each other? Or... I gotta believe they're all Eldenians because of the whole... But what we've been told in this episode was the king, when the war broke out or whatever, the only reason the Titans lost is because they retreated back to their paradise island because he didn't want to fight. He was a pacifist. Is that, like, is that why whenever somebody, the person gets to the king's I'm like, memories? Somebody like Mikasa, Mikasa is not an Aldinian. Is she? Mm, no, they gave her. No, the Ackermans are a different thing, aren't they? That's what I was saying. Like, unless the, unless they're the not. Ac- I was going to say, are the Ackerman thing also considered Aldinian still? Or is that a separate thing? Maybe not. Maybe maybe there are Aldinians as a race, but that's just like a, a family within that race. That's why they have like the crazy fucking reflexes and shit. Because I was going to say like Historia and her, the royal family, they're still Eldenians because maybe they wanted to give Historia the Titan power. So clearly she has to be an Eldian, but at the same time, she has another type of power being part of the royal family where they can make you forget. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like, how does this work <laughs> within I, the Eldenian world? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, these are all questions I hope they answer, but I, my takeaway was everyone on the island is Eldenian. And I assume the Ackermans were just like the knight class of the Aldinians. The ones that, I think they were like King's Guards. Mm-hmm. That's why they're so fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason why everything's been happening is just because the king didn't want to fight at all. Maybe that's why he looks so indifferent whenever someone gets the king's memories. Like he's like, I don't give a fuck about none of this. <laughs> maybe. But then why, I guess maybe make them forget so they never choose to fight back. But why? Because I mean, they're still fighting back. Yeah. They're just fighting within the walls rather than fighting the threat outside the walls. I don't understand. I guess maybe that's why. Maybe if they learn the truth, they'll go to where the real threat is. But why as is opposed that? Because right now they're just fighting each other. And it's destroying like whatever resources and power they had. Yeah, they because more- they don't know that really the people that they've been fighting are their own people. Yeah. As opposed to going and looking up... Almost kind of like taking a real world context where it's like... You think about like Trump and stuff like that. He's able to dredge up 
all this hatred and like white people are like, all oh, the Mexicans and you got to build a wall and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, you really, you really need to look at is the corporations, the people, they're the ones that are the ones in control. Yeah. The they're strings. the ones that are taking your quote unquote job. Like, yeah. so I, maybe it's the same thing where it's like you have them fight, fighting each other. Cause you know, Oh, it's a Titan, but you don't realize the Titan is probably your loved one or your stepmother. Like they, they are your people. But really, what you should really look at is this King over here. Hmm. All questions I really hope they answer because it, it raised a lot of good questions. Um, so then basically uh, Aaron's father grew up with all his hatred toward his society. His, his, da- his dad was a bitch. His mom agreed for his, his, his sister. But at the end of the day, he's just like, so you're just going to let them fucking like lie to us and step on our necks? No, fuck that. Malcolm X status, revolution. Yeah. <laughs> so as he grows up, he actually builds like a revolution within his society. Like an underground revolution. Kind of makes me want to go back and watch season one, though, because I'm like, I don't remember half of this shit. <laughs> what shit? About him or about what? Like, certain, like, when, remember like when we mentioned before, like, when they talked about, not specifically in this episode, but, but like, when they revealed what actually happened to Marco, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't remember none of this. Or how you mentioned, like, wasn't that the same Titan that ate Aaron? I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I want to look it up when we're done talking, but I, I think it was the same Titan. There's a lot, if you look at the Titans, like, his comrades, because they end up getting caught. And why do they get fucking caught? Because they try Because fucking Zeke. Fucking Zeke! He tells his son all this shit, like, look, this is what the government tells you is the reality of our world, but this is your true heritage, this is your true people, and this is what we're trying to accomplish. And one day, when you grow up, you're going to be the hero of our people. Because he's, he's part royal blood. He's like, nah, son. I'm telling on everybody. Yes! You fucking rat bitch! Like, <laughs> and, like... And the moment they revealed that was so fucking surprising because it's like, you would think I would have known to, like, when you put the the will of a father on a son that's not ready for it, like, it can destroy their whole worldview. But in my case, I wanted vengeance. But in his case, he's basically the good little brainwashed pawn and ends up ratting on his father, his mother, and all of the, his, their comrades to the police. And then they get taken, like, their punishment, which is being taken to the Paradise Island and turned into a titan. You see that when the t- his comrades are turned... Like, a lot of them do look like... It's like almost like Easter eggs for Titans that have been killed in the series so far. Because as we know, Titans don't age once they become Titans. Yeah. So, I think it's like, that's just interesting to be like, oh my god, the Titans that we've... It made it personal. Because, like, the Titans that we've seen at these very pivotal moments throughout the show that have been killed or have killed people that we've known... It gives them a tragic backstory. Because, like, and this is what I was saying before, it, good, it does a good job of subverting your expectations. Because whereas before you hated these Titans, now you kind of care. Because it's like, oh, damn. Because now you know the circumstances of how they became Titans. Yeah. And knowing that they can't really control... Because remember also before when we reviewed, we had the question where it was like, are all Titans formerly human? Yeah. Or... Are some people they get the power of the Titan, but they never. But then there are some people that are just Titans, but they were never people. Yeah. But now we kind of got our answer to this, where it's like, no, all Titans were, were humans, people yeah. at some point. It's fucked up. Yeah. And they get they just haven't all tortured. gotten the ability to turn back. Turn back. Yeah. Um, but that moment where his mother, or not his mother. Uh, Grisha's ex-wife, yeah, Aaron's stepmother, gets turned. And she's a victim in this. So she's royal blood. She didn't, she didn't deserve this shit. <laughs> she gets turned into the Titan that kills Aaron's mother. And it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, what? Did Grisha know that? Like, you imagine him? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> My life. <laughs> and that's also something else. Like, we didn't really see, like, 
of course he had everything written down in the journal, but does he still remember his past life or not? Who? Grisha? Grisha? We mean his past life. Like his life. This, the epi- everything that we've seen in this episode. When like Oh, he must. Why wouldn't he remember? Because I'm like, I don't, we don't really... I don't know. Why would he not remember? He definitely does. That's why, that's, that's why he's doing the things he's doing that we didn't understand before. Yeah, I guess why he sense. urged Aaron like to live on and you, it's up to you now. Maybe maybe he knew that his wife, his one of his wives, killed his other yeah, wife. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, obviously he knows what his other wife looks like. Yeah. I felt like it would have been... I don't, but we don't even know if he was there. I think, uh, didn't he leave? Like that day? Yeah, yeah, he did leave. Yeah, so maybe he didn't know. But if he did know, that'd be a reason to be like, you know what? I got nothing else to live for. <laughs> so, Aaron, you become a Titan. You know, I fucking eat me. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, oh my God. When that when that reveal happened, I was like, bro, really? That's some fucking Maury Povich shit. <laughs> you are not the father. You are. It's, it's fucked up. I wonder, I'm like, did she, did she know? Did the wife know? <laughs> she did. She had to know. <laughs> like, you're you, fucking you, my you husband. You're fucking my man, bitch. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, but then at the last moment, you think he's going to get killed because uh, the guy that killed his sister is there. And he's a fucking asshole. He's just straight up like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I don't care. I'm doing this for fun. I'm yeah, bored. It's interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, peace is great and all. But at the end of the day, I think the human spirit wants more. It, it wants violence. I mean... And it's, it's that's, not wrong. Yeah, that's very true. Like, you think about back in the day when we used to have people fucking fighting in Coliseum matches. and Yeah. I mean, we have that now. Boxing. Fighting against like, yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> and then now you got MMA and boxing and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we like we, we like the little s- sideshow. But you say we, we to want see peace. A train, to see a train wreck. But I think it's like this, that's the interesting hypocrisy of the human condition. Yeah, we keep talking about peace, but it's like, if we really wanted peace, why is there no peace? Yeah. I, I think it's because it's our... Our primitive brain is just like, no, battle. <laughs> I want to hit somebody over the head and take my woman. <laughs> yeah. It's still there. We can't really breathe that out with time, you know? We're still monkeys. <laughs> yeah, we're still monkeys. Racist. <laughs> I didn't mean us as white people. <laughs> Isn't that what you meant? <laughs> That's not what This I meant. is blurred vision. <laughs> but it also raises the question, like, why, if Zeke betrayed his family, why does it seem like maybe he regrets it and now he's trying to save the people on Paradise Island or whatever? Paradise? Maybe. Because, like, clearly what he did then is not how he feels Because he was now. also a kid. Yeah. He didn't know any better. Probably. But at the same time, is he trying to save everybody? Because I'm like, doesn't he want to eat Aaron? Yeah, they, said, they, they, they say they hate humanity on the island. So why? And as far as we know... Why do they want to wipe not, them out? They're not humans. But, like, Colossal Titan, uh, Bertolt, and Reiner were saying things like they want all of the humanity inside the walls to die. Yeah, they want everybody to die. So why? Maybe they don't know... The they truth. only got half the story. They don't really know what, like, Zeke knows. Huh. Man, it just raises so many questions. <laughs> but, yeah, so the ass was about to kill uh, Grisha. And the entire time, like, they, they said that they had... The reason why the Resistance was able and to I, do anything... I, yeah, actually, now I think about it, I guess it does make sense that they're all Eldenians because they were going to make the captain into a Titan. And if he's not an Eldenian, it wouldn't have worked. And then, all of a sudden, it went to... Uh, what's his face? Yeah, because Levi's whole thing was if anyone's alive, I can revive them with a the Titan power. Yeah. That that would mean that anybody's capable, at least inside the walls, everybody's capable of becoming a Titan. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of answered that question. But the whole time, they keep talking about how there's an informant within the Marley government or whatever. 
that the owl, yeah, the owl was helping the Aldinians, and you know who that is. But it turns out it's the guy that actually was kind of nice to Grisha in that flashback. That didn't, that just beat him up, but didn't actually kill him like mm-hmm. the fucking other guy did. Yeah, and he kills the the asshole by tossing him, Toss over, him the, over. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I feel like the the Titan that ate him looked familiar too. He did. I think I think maybe all of them were. I I, I can recognize a few of them. But I'm sure, like, if we had, like, a side-by-side of, like, different moments throughout the series, I'm sure all of them lined up with at least, we've seen them at least once. Which I think is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's a detail that adds to the story. So, like you said, when we rewatch the old episodes, now when we watch those, those Titans yeah, kill people. Yeah, now you have that backstory. It's like, fuck, You're like, man. dang, man. <laughs> you were the homie back then. <laughs> um, also, what was the deal with Ymir's name? Like, Ymir? That was their ancestor. So is that is that Ymir Ymir? Or is that like, she's I mean, it named could, it could for be, that? It could be, because they say Titans don't age. And remember, didn't Ymir say there was a point where she didn't have control over herself? Yeah, for like... For a long time. For a long, long time. So maybe she is the original. Hmm, that'd be crazy. But, uh... Because it'd be too much of a coincidence... That they have the same name, and then on top of that, they establish that Titans don't age. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. I was like, is that the same Ymir? Or like, am I supposed to be taking that like, oh shit, like the same Ymir? And then, on top of that, like when they showed the drawing, she looked like a small, like, when she transformed, she's like a little small Titan that could like monkey through the trees and shit like that. It looked like the same type of Titan mm. in the drawing, which is Ymir's Titan form. Yeah. I need to go back and watch that scene now. You might be right. Like she was small enough that she was able to ride on Aaron. Yeah. Um, and it's also who? What? Is, what is a uh, Kruger? Like he looks like Aaron's Titan because at the end when he transforms, maybe he that's the ships. maybe that's what that ability. Because remember, Aaron didn't always have that ability. Remember when he first turned into a Titan, he was like super frail until he ate his father. Oh, that means Grisha has to eat. So that Grisha guy. has to eat that guy. Oh, there. And then we that go. guy eats Aaron. <laughs> the Rip Titan, <laughs> Attack Titan, the uh, the Oblique Titan, <laughs> who's done a lot of crunches. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, man, I'm fucking. If if next week's episode was the season finale, I'm I'm fucking satisfied so far. Like the the rationing up of the information that we've been given so far, because like we said, like this type of anime or this type of like story in general, it could all fall apart. And when the details are revealed when they explain when they over explain like when they explained how uh, Avatar 1 came about oh fuck yes like wait this doesn't make any sense doesn't add up with everything you told us before this yeah <laughs> I thought the animals were the first ones that had been yeah things. the badger moles yeah remember that whole thing yeah remember the no <laughs> you don't remember that no okay. you don't remember that <laughs> but yeah everything we've gotten so far for Attack on Titan I'm digging me too I give this a perfect vision I do agree with that okay well let's see if we disagree about something alrighty let's get into One Punch Man This week's episode was The Troubles of the Strongest. And this is the aftermath of the martial arts tournament 
where Goketsu just wrecked shop and he transformed another martial artist. I forgot his name. Starts with a B. Bo- Boketsu? Boquisha. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, Boquisha. <laughs> and he alone was so strong. Like, he wrecked the strongest dude that was in the tournament before. Shirayu. Yeah. And like I said before, I'm like, why did they leave it on the, granted, an epic cliffhanger of Saitama appearing and being like, you did a good job. I'll handle it from here. I'm like, but he's going to kill that guy at one punch. So one why punch, yeah. Why are we stopping it here? That's exactly Show what he the did. punch. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> After he's getting... Either way, though, it was still like, we know he's going to kill him with like one punch. But at the same time, I was still hyped. I was. Like, oh, Saitama's here. <laughs> it's the way it's he like, was like, like punching when, him and like he wasn't Goku, punching. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Goku shows up at the end, like they went uh, fighting like Nappa and shit like that. And Everybody tries their hardest, and then Goku shows up, and it's like, oh, you have to get fucked up now. But not in the same way, because when Saitama's getting his ass kicked, he's not even getting his ass no, kicked. No, he's not. Like, he's not even was... paying attention. No, yeah. And my dude, I'm like, bro, I get it. You're you're high on your own power right now. You're a demon, or you're a monster now, and you feel like you're, you're some But you don't realize shit. you're not having any effect on exactly. him? Exactly. <laughs> it's like you're kicking him, and he's sliding across the arena, but he's not budging. Yeah. You're punching him, and he's not flinching. I'm like, <laughs> you don't and, see this? And he's like, I got you. <laughs> like, this next punch is going to end this. And yeah. it's like, bro, <laughs> open your eyes. <laughs> what are you doing? Open your eyes. Let me show gonna you sh- that light. Gonna show you this punch. Because <laughs> he destroys him in one punch. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't expect is when he's talking about like, so where's go? Where's this, Where's the, the main guy? He's like, oh, you, you can't fight Goketsu. He's so powerful. He is so strong. He instantly obliterated me and everyone here. He's a different level. Please. I, I beg I, you. I beg you. I am so appreciative of what you've done for me. Please yeah, don't go and I sacrifice owe you your my life. life. And I'm trying to save your life. It was kind of sad because he's like grabbing Saitama's leg or he's like trying to walk away. And he's getting dragged. And he's just like, bro, get off the Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. And he walks off and, and he's giving this long like monologue to himself about like, like, so that's what it means to be a true hero. After this, I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to better myself. I want to become a hero like you. Say, Tommy, you've inspired me. Yeah. And as he's talking, he's like, can I, <laughs> it's funny because he's like, can I be a hero like you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this motivational moment. He's yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> All and you can might, see he, he wasn't expecting. He was like, "What? What? <laughs> <laughs> like all might? He is not. He's not a good like like motivational speaker. No. <laughs> Which is funny because later he does get the motivational speech from the All Might equivalent in this show. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Oh, that's fucking that's awesome." But in that moment, I'm sitting there going like, "Okay, so he changed this guy's character. Now he's gonna become new Ginos. That's really awesome." And the, while he's giving the monologue, like the screen shaking. And you can hear in the distance like explosions happening. So I'm like, are more battles happening right now? Because no way Saitama found Goketsu no, already. I already. I already knew. Bro, I fucking died. When, at the end of his speech, not, it's not even the end. He's still giving his, his monologue. And Goketsu's head falls yeah, in, front right in front of him. <laughs> and then he comes back like, oh yeah, I forgot something. I was like, what? Because like... I didn't expect that. I, I did not think... There I wasn't gonna... expecting his head was going to fall, but I knew he was fighting Goketsu. But you think... I he... thought they were going to show it. Yes! Did you think they were going to have that fight off screen? Yeah, no. Like, and I should be disappointed by that. Because Goketsu was kind of built up to be like... I thought he was going to be at least, like, some work. 
Like, I, I thought he was going to at least put up some kind of a fight. Yeah. Like, not not like anything like on the level of Boros, but at least something. Yeah. So, to not see that fight at all, I was just like, I, I should be like, that's, what? What disappointment. But yet, it was such a huge diversion of what I expected. I was actually like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they did that in the manga. I hope they did. I don't want it to be like, a, like no, they just did that because they were trying to save on animation or something like that. If that was literally how it went down in the manga, that's what the story beat they, they wanted for that moment, fucking brilliant. Because I was like, I thought for sure this guy would have been like... <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, maybe maybe not like, maybe not take him out in one punch, but... Yeah, like two. Two. A serious punch. A serious punch. You know what I mean? Like something like, oh, okay, this is yeah, a real yeah, fight. Yeah, you're a real fight. Like, I need to take this a little serious yeah, now. Yeah, he's like, he's a true martial artist. Like, and now, get the now, power of now I know what martial arts is. It's like, nah. <laughs> it was so irrelevant that it took place off camera. Yes. Like, and it's just, I think it's an amazing writing feat when we know what the, show, the premise of the show is. We know he's going to beat everybody in one punch. We know this. But yet, the show is constantly able to make me go, but maybe not this time. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Just keep making me go like, wow, all right. Okay, yeah, maybe this is the guy. No, he's not the guy. Never mind. To the point where at the end, he does the same shit again to fucking, what's his name? Uh, uh, Gar- Garo. Garo. Bro. And it's so funny, too, because he keeps saying, I keep hearing about this hero. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps whooping his ass. Yeah, and I'm, and he, I'm interested because maybe he is the one to give me a challenge. And it's like, you don't face him twice now. <laughs> Bro. And I, I swear to God, if he comes out of that rubble again, like, yo, what just happened to me? You know what he's going to do? He's going to think King did that. Probably. Like, bro. <laughs> like, are you serious? Because that's, ha- that's how King is the, like an S-class now. Because every time Saitama's around, he keeps getting the credit for it. Yeah. So I guess that, it makes sense that that happens. But I was just like, oh my God, he's going to think King whipped his ass. Because yeah, if you really think about it, Saitama should be S-Class number one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know what Blast is like. So maybe Blast. He should still be number one. I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to give benefits out. <laughs> but uh, so after the battle with Goketsu that we don't even fucking see, like Saitama's feeling down. And I, you know, I like this moment because like, we finally get more insight into how Saitama feels about the battles that he's not getting any pleasure out of. This was a very big focus in season one of One Punch Man, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I felt like kind of... got away from. Yeah, we got away from him a little bit. Like, it was... It, we didn't, like, go into his thoughts specifically. Like, we, we could see how he was bored by fights, but we didn't actually get him talking about it again. And you can see how dissatisfied he still is. Um... The point where that was, was his, like that, that was his whole reasoning to go into the martial arts tournament. He thought, okay, this is going to be the thing. Yeah. That gives me some type of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't get to come. <laughs> <laughs> and he feels legitimately too strong. Like, he wants a challenge. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I've just gotten too strong. Like, I, I've, I've beat, I can beat anyone now at one punch. There's nothing satisfying anymore. Which I'm still just like, where is this coming from? I don't know. Because he's so on a different level than everybody else. It's like, how? <laughs> and what makes me funny is, or what makes me laugh is, when you see like the matchups online of like who wins Superman or Saitama, Goku or Saitama, when you see like the animations in those fights, they have like the, the videos of them. They always have Saitama fighting and he's still like Saitama that we know in the show where he's like just, you know, blank faced and getting his ass beat, but not really feeling it. We've never seen and probably will never see Saitama unleashed. Like the Saitama actually pushing himself. I feel himself like if anything, fight. that'd be how the show ends. When he fights God. 
<laughs> that's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to fight the equivalent of God in this show. Unless he is God. That's why he is. <laughs> that's the big, big twist. Yeah. It's got to be somebody that can like wave their hand like Dr. Manhattan and change reality. And he's so powerful that when he tries to change reality, he can't change Saitama. And then they fight. And if somebody that should be able to break reality can't defeat Saitama, that's the only way he can actually like push himself. But I don't know. I, I just think it was funny that when he's all bummed out, the guy who has no powers, but is the All Might equivalent in this show, gives him a very All Might speech. And like, yeah, because I like that speech. It was really fucking good. Where he's like, isn't it kind of arrogant of you to feel like you've reached your, your maximum potential just because you've reached your physical potential? Like, if your goal was to be the best hero, doesn't that mean that you should be doing things? Like you should be sitting around being bored because you can't win a because you can't struggle in a fight. You should be trying to do your best actually, to yeah, actually do something with the power that you have. Yeah, help people. Like, being a hero isn't just about beating villains. It's also about being a hero to people. Like, you know, contributing to the community, maybe. Like, there's other things you could do. Like, instead of just sitting around complaining about being too strong. And yeah. he's like, wow, you're right, King. I got some philosophy. He's like, wow, am I actually getting lectured by King? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but then, when we fucking die, was when he goes... That's why I read an anime anyway. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I saw it in an anime anyway. Yeah. I was like, no, he, oh. said, he said, he was like, this is my speech to you. Something told me to tell it to you. I, I also read it in a manga. Yeah. I was like, yo. Because it was a very anime speech. He read it in, uh, he read it in my, uh, hero. my Hero Academia. <laughs> that's what he read it from. Oh my God. It was so good. And then Garo jumps in. And he's like, oh, it's King. I'm going to whoop his ass. And I thought it was fucking awesome that he got beat. By the dog By hero. the dog, yeah. Ah, he's my favorite. He's like, I didn't expect him to have this level of power. <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to see that fight. Bro, I, I'm almost happy I didn't see that fight. Just because I, it, it just adds to the mystique of this guy that he's, he's the yeah, only how one. How strong is he? Yeah, he was, he's the only one that was able to defeat him. Yes. And it wasn't like he won by a narrow margin like no Garo got his ass beat yes. to the point that he had to like he had to run away he's like I barely escaped yeah <laughs> I'm like yo and when they flash back to the fight he had the same fucking like nonchalant Saitama expression yeah I was like I love this character <laughs> I think he's my favorite hero like bar none the like, dog the dog <laughs> cause he's so silly <laughs> yeah um but yeah then Saitama whoops Garo's ass to the point where he doesn't even see it coming. Instead of one for one, just a kick. Yeah, that guy was trying to mug us. Yeah, well, I think that guy was trying to attack you. <laughs> Did you know that guy? Man, now we gotta think yeah, about we... monsters and like random, yeah, random muggers or whatever. <laughs> this neighborhood's going to hell. And there's this hero hunter guy. He got he kind of gets me interested. So this this episode I think was freaking great. Not because of like amazing action, but this is One Punch Man at its character best. Character moments. Yeah, character moments and comedy. This is when it's at its best. Um, so I gave his perfect vision. Yeah, me too. I was dying this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> the dog guy beats you, bro. <laughs> and it's something that you don't really get that much of, like in terms of Saitama's psychology and how he feels and, uh, and and stuff like that. Like, Yeah. I think we only got it like maybe like a like one or two times last season. Most times just play for comedy. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, one punch again. But yeah, but this time it was more serious. Yeah. Whereas almost like he had, he was having like a full existential crisis. Yeah, that's how we were right, that's how we were introduced to him in episode one. It was like he was going through a depression basically. Yeah, he was like lonely and depressed, and he felt like completely separated from everyone because of his power. And we kind of kind of went back to that this episode, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. 
And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like you have anything else to say about the episode? No, not really. Just that I, I, it's almost certain now Garo's going to eat that fucking monster cell. It's the yeah, only he, way. Yeah, there's no to. training that's going to make him stronger. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> to the point where I was like, you keep swatting him away like a fly. Or maybe not, because I'm like, then it'd be kind of be redundant, because we also see that Sound of Sonic is eating that monster thing. But it didn't work. I forgot about that. But yeah, you saw like what happened at the end? No, I didn't see that. Maybe it was a post credit scene. But they they go back to him. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. Okay, he he's... I guess because he's Cause so he, civilized. Because he cooked it? He cooked it. That's probably what. If you're saying it didn't work. Yeah. So he probably killed whatever cells. Yeah. So he was eating like a fork and knife, and he was like, I'll become a monster now. And then the subtitle was like, uh, Speed of Sound Sonic got diarrhea that night, or something like that. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's probably why. Yeah, he cooked out all of the monster cells. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> So it tells me I shouldn't eat this thing raw. No, you probably should have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone with like, any logic would know not to eat something raw. <laughs> All right. But so on that note, let's get into news of the week. She's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. You better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want to hand me down. I don't want kitty gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? <laughs> Michael News. <laughs> we got trailers, Michael. Do we? <laughs> yeah, we got trailers. So uh, oh, You know what's funny? There's a trailer that we didn't talk about. What? I think it was Jessica Jones. Remember how you brought up Jessica Jones trailer? I don't think we ever talked about it. No. Too late now. But, it's but the show's out, yeah. so who cares? But I think that's just so funny. You care so little about that show <laughs> that you told me, all right, we're going to talk about the Jessica Jones trailer today. And I listened back to the episode, and I was like, we never talked about it because <laughs> nobody cares. Because I'm sexist. <laughs> yeah, sexist as hell. Well, uh, but speaking of speaking of being sexist, I'm not I'm I'm not that sexist because Frozen Two had a trailer. I'm excited. Elsa, the past is not what it seems. You must find the truth. Go north, across the enchanted lands, and into the unknown. But be careful. We have always feared Elsa's powers were too much for this world. Now we must hope. I won't let anything happen to her. Woo! Has women in it. Yeah, it does. Strong. Might be be some scissoring in it, too. I hope. (laughs) That'd be a better movie. Because there's a moment in the trailer where it's like, Elsa, your secret is you have to find out the truth. The truth is she's a lesbian. (laughs) And she's no? (laughs) Yeah. Happy Pride. (laughs) Well, what would you think about the Frozen 2 trailer? At first I was like, was this even a new trailer? Because it opens the exact same way with her fighting the tidal wave or whatever. Yeah. But then when she goes underwater, you see like a water unicorn or a water horse? Yeah, water horse. Seahorse. So I guess the theories about um, this being about other elementals is true then. Because maybe she's not trying to get off an island, but she's being kept there by a water elemental, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Using her powers to make tidal waves to keep her, keep keep her, her there? Keep her in? Yeah. I mean, and then you see like the fire and stuff 
turning into things. So I, I gotta assume there's other people like Elsa out there. So we're really getting into Frozen X Men now. Captain Planet. <laughs> Captain Planet. Ice. Fire. Water. It better not be a thing where the parents are alive though, because they keep talking about like, oh, it's a secret that you don't know about. I don't and- think they're alive. But there might be something like they were elementals or something, or they had another they had another child and that person had powers too. But they had to lock them away, like a Thor thing. We had another daughter and oh, man. that person's evil. We uh, had to lock them away. She's a fire elemental. Yeah. She's your sister. Hey, maybe. And then that. we took a potion or whatever, and that's why Anna doesn't have powers or whatever the case may be. Um, but Elsa's a fucking Omega level mutant. Like, was she fucking use her ice to make like it looked like crystals all over the the world or whatever? Oh yeah, <laughs> she's a threat to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> she's the Dark Phoenix of that world. Where it was like we thought her powers were too much for this world, but now, but now we just hope they're enough. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> Dark Phoenix, <laughs> frozen. What's Dark Phoenix. Fuck she about the fight. I don't know. Cause she is like OP as fuck. I mean, she's made life. <laughs> Basically, we don't talk one, about that. But not even just once, like with with uh, that golem thing she made too. Yeah, the golem thing that she made. <laughs> so uh, Elsa, are you God? Uh, Apparently, <laughs> she's Ice God. Ice God. But yeah, I'm excited for this. You still there's still not like all the detail. Like it's still mysterious. Yeah, it's still about. mysterious. But I'm interested. I like the music too. The music in this trailer was great. Hey ya, hey ya, hung Sounds is it good. is it like Sounds Scandinavian very, or something? Like what is that? It's, prob- it's probably yeah, like Gregorian. Well, I'm like is Gregorian Scandinavian? I have no idea. Like I just know Gregorian, Gregorian chants. Yeah, I just know that from the chants. <laughs> I don't even know what it's. From. I think it's Celtic. Is it Celtic? That might be Celtic. I don't know. Are they Scandinavian? Or are they Celtic? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I don't know these regions. No, I think they're Scandinavian. I don't have a frozen world map on me. My bad. <laughs> I think they're. I think they're like Nor, Nor, like from Norway and stuff like that. So I think it's Scandinavian. Yeah. I don't, are there Vikings? Yeah, I think. Is this like, the How to Train Your Dragon like, world? I think they're like Vikings. Oh man, are so they gonna fight crossover? <laughs> yeah, are they gonna fight Hiccup. <laughs> That'd be awesome, actually. Yeah, I'm oh, excited. I would, I would kill for a fucking animated movie Avengers like that. I mean, you already had that with uh, the Guardians movie. The Guardians? Remember? Uh, oh, oh, with the holiday characters? Yeah, the holiday characters. Nah, no, I want... I like that movie. I did like that movie, too. But, I mean, I want that I wish it like, made more money. It got a sequel. No. I want I want Gru. <laughs> yeah, they, then eventually he grows up, Jack Frost grows up, and marries Elsa. <laughs> or maybe he's Elsa. Maybe prequel. He's Elsa's father. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah, you want Gru? What? Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if I were to build like a team, like Gru, Elsa, Hiccup, <laughs> Gru comes back from the future. Well, speaking of building a team and excitement, Jordan, are you excited about the team up between Alfred and Thomas Wayne with the Pennyworth trailer? Fuck no. <laughs> the army. I'll have no more to do with it now. I want to be my own man. I started up a security firm. My apologies. Thursday night's always a bit naughty. We can meet Saturday. It's going to be a nice day. It's rather forward of you. No, I saw the weather forecast. I didn't get your name. Pennyworth. Thomas Wayne. I have security needs. I recently discovered a criminal conspiracy. They missed. They can't afford to have any loose ends. Help me! 
got Thomas Wayne. You're a dancer, are you? I love dancing, me. Mr. Pennyworth, if they kill me, they have to kill you. There will be no exchange. Things go pear-shaped. I'll do my best to keep you alive. This great nation of ours is at war with itself. We will take back this country. So coup d'etat as a rope. If you have to use French words for something, I don't like it. Why does this exist? Yes. No. <laughs> and on top of that, I'm like, it's not even on the D what the fuck are they doing? It's not even on the DC streaming service. Wait, it's not. And then they wonder why nobody's watching it. It's on Epics, which I'm like, what the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Because it's so trash, why would you want to put it on the DC Universe app? But it's still, it's like if you're expanding your yeah. properties. I mean, if you're going to have anyone watch this, it would be from DC Universe app. Like, hardcore DC fans. Because there's nothing in this trailer even that had anything to do with Batman. Yes, nothing. Yes, it did. Alfred. Oh, God. <laughs> and Thomas Wayne. And he's totally doing a... And he's going to sweep these streets. Oh, God. Teen Titans go joke about this. This should not be reality. <laughs> it's like Thanos. Reality is often disappointing. <laughs> yes. Um, well, who knows? We may love this show. No. <laughs> I won't. I refuse. And you know they're going to have, like, I don't know, like the Joker's uncle or whatever. I mean, the Joker's grandfather is going to show up. The woman in this kind of seemed like a female Joker a little bit. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. Well, who cares? What yeah, I don't, I don't. And it's like Alfred is over here, like solving crimes. It's like you know Hollywood, like they don't get it. It's like they're like, well, Gotham worked. We had Gotham for five seasons. Krypton is getting great reviews. It's, what what else can we do? That's a prequel. Pennyworth. Every that works. thing is getting more and more less connected to its source material. <laughs> Gotham, Go Gotham, Gotham, Gotham is a about a young Bruce Wayne. All right, that's still kind of connected. And really, it was, about really, it was supposed to be about Gordon. Yes, but it became about a young Bruce Wayne. Cause no one gives a fuck about Gordon. <laughs> yeah, Krypton is about Superman's great grandfather or grandfather, <laughs> or grandfather, grandfather, Superman's grandfather. And now uh, this new show, it's not even about Bruce Wayne or or Clark Kent or anything. Even about anybody in their family. Thomas Wayne. Yeah, it's about fucking Pennyworth, his butler. Are we going to get a Jarvis show next? <laughs> I mean, got close with uh, Agent Carter. Jarvis, nah! Jarvis was in it. He was in it, but he wasn't the main character. <laughs> well, he was he was the main male character. Oh, such garbage, man. I can't believe this is actually a show. So, Jordan, what's the next show prequel that you want to see <laughs> pocket <laughs> i want a pocket prequel my i mean mom pocket yeah mom pocket there you go that's that's a prequel i want i, I wouldn't be surprised if to, it happens like, it's almost like you'd have to dare me to come up with something more ridiculous i'm trying to think like the graysons the flying graysons even that makes more sense because <laughs> it's about his family like yeah but it's a whole show of them in a circus solving crimes <laughs> yeah the next prequel series. <laughs> young Robin solving crimes by himself before Batman. <laughs> it's not even not a new young Robin. His parents. It's just his parents? Yeah, it's just his parents. <laughs> and Robin's born at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, he's born at the end of the season. Oh, fucking garbage. It's like, it's like you have to actively try to make shit this like, unconnected to what fans want. Like You have to like see what fans are asking for and be like, none of that. <laughs> none no. of the things you want. <laughs> or, I'm trying to think. Instead of, instead of Hal Jordan's Green Lantern... Now you got his parent, his his father, as a pilot. Before and there's not be none of no Green Lantern this 
at all. What made Hal so courageous? His father, that's who. And he's going to be He's going to go higher, further, faster. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe this thing actually is getting made. Because I'm like, you know it's going to be. They're going to make more of these things. Yeah, for sure. But um, why? Because. Why, why are they so clueless as to what fans want? Why, no, why? fans want this. No, they, no, they don't. No, they do. <laughs> then a single person is like, I want an Alfred show. <laughs> they do. Crypt, like I said, Krypton is being is popular. It's got a, the second season, episode one, got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Gotham ran for five seasons. Okay, you, all you did was list things that exist that, again, no one asked for. Penny, <laughs> Pennyworth is going to be the greatest show on television. <laughs> the greatest showman? What? <laughs> So I don't I don't be surprised. Uh, and it's like you're looking for properties, but it's like instead of doing things that will be interesting, like a swamp thing, and then you're canceling it immediately. Yeah, right. In a world where swamp thing is canceled, we're getting pennyworth. Yeah, it's like you keep going back to the Batman Superman well, but then you're not like Batman and Superman are popular, but uh Alfred's it's not popular. You no, know I've seen people asking for a lot, fans. I'm not, because I'm not really care, but if it existed, I'd be like, oh cool. A blue beetle, and blue, uh, blue beetle and gold, uh, booster gold movie. Like yeah, a, like or not even a movie, or even a show, like a show about blue beetle and booster gold. Or if not that blue beetle, then do the original. The, the well, I'm oh, saying the Hispanic, blue the Hispanic blue beetle. Either way, like there's so many other properties that you can do that would be interesting and something that you've never been done before. So you get variety in that way, and then also like just boosting other characters. Yeah. And creating more, like, merchandise, merchant, merchandisable uh, characters for yourself. Yeah. But Fuck. instead, we're doing non-superhero characters. It's like, because even with Pennyworth, every one thing, it's like, okay, Gotham kind of makes, because you can still lean into some of the, you know, Batman's role galleries with that. And the same thing with, like, uh, Krypton. Like, you can still do Brainiac, and you got Lobo, and you got Doomsday. But it's like, with Pennyworth, it's like, what are you doing? You're just fighting random British thugs or whatever yeah, the conspiracy like, is trying to stop? That's not interesting. If, if, if I'll just watch James Bond or whatever for that. <laughs> Twist is, it's the League of Shadows. <laughs> but it's like, who cares? <laughs> so stupid. I don't have a segue for this. But, <laughs> but yeah, so Stephen King has been having a... Uh, Resurgence lately in the movie movie verse. You got it, chapter two coming out. Jordan's making his ugly face because he's stretching. Oh my bad. <laughs> but yeah, it chapter two. You had uh, what other Stephen King movie we just reviewed? Uh, we just talked. We talked about recently. Pet Cemetery. There we oh, go. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I was like, I was like blanking. <laughs> uh. Pet Cemetery, and now uh, Doctor Sleep. You're magic, like me. to listen to me the world's a hungry place a dark place hi there i only met two or three people like us they died when i was a kid i bumped into these things i don't know about magic i I was called it The Shining. It's coming out, which is a sequel, I think in 2020, which is the sequel to The Shining. And I actually have both books, and I haven't read either one of them. Wow. But, <laughs> and actually, well, no, no. You did not. see the Jack Nicholson movie, right? 
I saw the Jack Nicholson movie, okay. yeah, but I just haven't read either book. Okay. And funny enough, I got it directly kind of from Stephen King himself, the Doctor Sleep book, because I went to The View, what was it, two or three years ago for my birthday? It was uh, the 24th, September 24th. My birthday is the 27th. And, uh, you know, he they, he did a uh, interview or whatever with the cast of The View. And it was like, and everybody's getting a copy of the new book. Snap. So I got it. And I didn't, didn't read it. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of Frozen looking like the X-Men, this definitely looks like the X-Men to me now. The shining verse. Yeah, the what, shining yeah, verse. People, I mean, you get a shining power. You get a shining power. Turns out it's a bunch of people like that kid that had the shining. The shining is... All around this planet. Everybody's shining in, in this world. No, no, it's the Shinnin. <laughs> it's the Shinnin, Michael. But yeah, so what do you think of the Shinnin? I don't even know what to think. I mean, like I said, it looks like X-Men, where it's like, oh, you thought you were the only one? No, there's others like you with these powers. Yeah, because I don't know what the pl- like. What's, what's the happening? Plot? Yeah, like, is he being attacked by, by ghosts? Because he has the power? I have the power! <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because all you really see is I'm talking to a little black girl. Yeah. Which you mentioned before, it's like a reverse of the original where before he was mentored by a black man. Now this time he's mentoring a little black girl. Yep. Full circle. Yeah, the circle of life. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what the actual plot is besides him telling this girl that we have The Shining. Like, because The Shining wasn't and then what's about Doctor his powers. What is, it was about that hotel. Yeah, what's the Doctor Sleep aspect? Why is it called Doctor Sleep? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, he's not a doctor. Or maybe he maybe he is. It didn't seem like there was any sleeping in the in the trailer either. I was so. saying maybe he is a doctor now. So it's years later. Oh, okay. So he's putting people to sleep. It's a Freddy Krueger crossover. <laughs> That'd be cool. Holy shit. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe if I read the book, I would know. Because <laughs> I know the shining, the show, the or the movie is nothing like the book. Mm. So Stephen King hated the the movie. Yeah, but then did you see his version? No. It's just worse. <laughs> like it's like a made for TV movie. But it was like a mini series. Well, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm like, so trash. does this is this movie gonna lean more into the book? I mean, since this is a sequel to the 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 Shining movie or the Shining books, is it gonna be more in line with the movie or is it gonna be more in line with the book? I mean, wasn't that Jack Nicholson voice in the trailer? I thought was they it? had a clip of his voice saying, um, Something. Was it? I thought it was. Uh, you would think that they would do a direct continuation of the movie. I mean, and to be honest, the, the at least if if the Stephen King miniseries of Shining was like the book, it wasn't that different. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Where it was like it's, it didn't fucking meet my standards. It basically has the same fucking ending. You just get more time with the the main character, the dead. And you get a slower descent to him turning evil. But at the end of the day, it's the same shit. And it still doesn't really... Because, yeah, it was really about the father and him going mad. Because they don't really explain... And then it's called The Shine. And I know what The Shine is, but it's like... I feel like that didn't really play that much into the movie. Nope. Just the end. Yeah. Because it's kind of what saved him. Because he brought... Wait, no. No, not even. He, he shined the black guy to come save them, but then the black guy died immediately. Yeah, he died immediately. <laughs> I'm here to help you. Bam. Bam. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> Way to be useless. But then the dad kind of just turns good again and is like, I'm going to sacrifice myself and blow up the house with me in it. And you all escape. Oh, no. The ending was different. I think the ending in the next Jack Nicholson version 
was doesn't he freeze? He gets trapped into like he gets trapped into like the painting or whatever. He did. Like you see an image. Oh of him yeah, and- no, but that's like the the yeah when he dies or whatever. Yeah. But then he die because he was frozen out in the like outside. Like he was like going through like the the maze or whatever, and he ends up like freezing out there. He didn't blow up the hotel, did he? In Jack Nicholson. No, version? the hotel didn't blow up. Okay, that was the the made for TV movie version. That was the ending. He ends up like sacrificing himself by blowing up the hotel with himself in it. So I guess the movie version was darker. Again, what does that have to do with The Shine, though? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Ultimately, The Shine did nothing but call the black guy to die in both versions. The black guy dying was the same. <laughs> that didn't change. Racism. Wait, no. Maybe I'm confusing the two versions, though. Because I want to say the black guy was alive at the end of the TV version. Well, he definitely wasn't alive in the movie. Right? No, in the movie, I think he definitely died. So maybe the movie was darker. Hmm. I don't fucking remember. Who cares? <laughs> I don't even think they're going to have a direct reference to the movie anyway. It just seemed like they were just alluding to it. You know, for all those super hardcore Shining fans. All there's, ten of those. There's so many. <laughs> there's like ten of them. <laughs> well, there's more than ten members of this team. The Young Justice team. <laughs> My favorite is like when a Segway is like super clunky. And it's like, you know... Segway. <laughs> okay, so what is this team with more than 10 members? Young Justice. Okay, all right, good job. It's coming back. Oh, man, this could be it. Geoforce coming your way. Got you covered. Ice, look out. Got you covered. You are long overdue for discipline. <laughs> Consider it covered. Don't worry, I've got you covered. DC Universe is like, please don't cancel on us, even though we canceled something. They they released a little mini trailer for uh, the second half of season three. Didn't really show anything. Yeah, they didn't really show anything. Just that everybody's back. We're coming back, guys. (laughs) Don't don't forget. Don't forget about me. Wait. Is that why they kept talking about having each other's back? Because they're coming back? Yeah, have my back, guys. Got your back. Yeah, I got your back. We're coming back. I didn't see that connection. The real, the, the thing that got you to subscribe to the DC streaming service in the first place. That's the reason that we decided to split the season in half to keep you, to keep you enticed. Basically. Yeah. That's really the real reason. It's the only reason. I mean, are you excited? I am, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm kind of not. Because be it's been so you. long. Yeah. And I feel like they're doing the same things that the networks did that fucked up the enthusiasm for Injustice in the first place, which is like put it at weird times. But instead of like throwing it on a Friday night or something, now they're doing a thing where they're releasing it weird. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it's been so long since the beginning of season three. I'm like, I don't, I guess just like the same thing was like what I mentioned, like Attack on Titan. I'm like, they take so long between each season. I'm like, I don't remember what the fuck happened. But in this and case, then you kill the momentum because it's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. when season three really started to become good, it's like we're going on break for like eight months. It didn't feel like a spot. No, to- it definitely didn't feel like a cliffhanger. No. Where it's like dun dun dun. Oh shit. It was like there was no conclusion in it. It was just we're taking a break now. Yeah, we're like, taking a break. Like, it's wait, like what? wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta fucking catch back up with what the fuck was happening and try and get reinvested in the characters and what what they're going through. Yeah. Like it's hard, man. Especially <laughs> since like it's like every time we jump back into this world, like each new season, it's like years later. 
So it's like you don't really have. I mean, like, I don't think this time is going to be years later. No, 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 no. I just mean like. I had to get reattached to the characters at the beginning of the season because I wasn't like who they are now wasn't who they were at the end of this, the last season. season. Two, yeah. yeah. So it's like you keep stopping and starting my emotions for these characters and I'm not getting enough like from them to feel super connected to them. So that's, that's why I'm not excited for this to come back because like I didn't really know who they were at the start of the season and as I was getting to relearn who they were you cut me off like halfway in. So like I didn't get like the full like momentum going into the finale. Yeah. So, and then know. on top of that, this season feels so disconnected from everything that happened in season two. Like we're learning, we're getting all these new characters like Black Lightning. Yeah. And, but it's like in my mind, it's I still like. I fell in love with the other kids. Yeah, like, I fell in love with the other young Justin. Like where's Zatanna? Like you don't really see that much of Zatanna. Where's Batgirl? Where's Rocket? It's less Young Justice now than it is Justice League Unlimited. You know what I mean? Like it's, it feels like the same way where Justice League Unlimited wouldn't focus on like the core group. Yeah, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Martian Manhunter and all. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't like it as much. <laughs> I just felt like I had. Because I, I, so I get it's most... called Young. I get it's called Young Justice Outsiders. So it's really the outsiders. But still, it's like that's not why I was interested in Young Justice. Yeah, and the the sad part, I think the difference between Justice League Unlimited and this is, I'm trying to figure out why I feel like I was more okay with Justice League Unlimited doing that than I am with this show. I think it's because I spent, I felt like I spent more time with those characters, like the core seven, and then expanding the roster in Unlimited and focusing on other characters, it didn't felt like I wasn't focusing on the main characters anymore. It felt more like we were expanding the world. And it yeah, because you still got moments with the with the original seven. Yeah, it just wasn't every single episode. But with this, it's like for the most part, we haven't really seen any of like Superboy and. Well, no, I was gonna say Boy, I was gonna say for the most part, you get a lot of Nightwing and Superboy. No, no what's his name? Um, like Kid Flash. Well, he's still gone. Not that Kid Flash. Talking about Impulse. Yeah, Impulse. Oh. Static Shock, like the characters that they introduced, I was actually interested in. Yeah, where's Batgirl, Wonder Girl, like where are they at? Like, they show up every once in a while. Did they have yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you still get a lot of Nightwing, and you still get a lot of Superboy, but even Miss Martian. What about all the other characters? Yeah, Miss Martian. Like, she's very different from how she used to be, but I don't even know why yet. Like, why is she have the form of like uh, the white Martian skin? Sometimes is it is it still white? Or is it green? It's like a light, light green. Like, why did she choose not to have the hair? Just to look more like Jean? Yeah, where's Jean? Yeah, like, I, I just feel like I don't, I haven't seen enough of her. And the dog, like the dog, another character that we f- fell for, been sleep the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Or Wolf, Wolf the yeah. dog's name. I don't know. Or even Tim Drake. It felt like he was going to be like the... Dick Grayson kind of like, you know, trainee replacement for for the younger team. But he's just been in my A. Yeah. Like he's just gone. <laughs> we don't need you. We got Dick, all right? <laughs> Pride Month. Happy Pride. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not super excited, but I am glad it's coming back. Agreed. Hopefully it isn't it, strong at least. Because this is the full last half, right? We're not going to split this up into thirds, is it? <laughs> no, I think this is the full last half. Okay, good. No more cock teasing, please. 
I want that full release. Well, speaking of wanting a full release, Young, not Young Justice. <laughs> I'm like, what? We just did this. So, uh, it's July. No, it's not July. I'm, fu- I'm just fucking up. <laughs> you don't up. know where we are. <laughs> I'm just fucking up everything. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> Jondon? <laughs> but yeah. You uh, got neuralized, clearly. <laughs> uh, apparently, that's why I don't know what the fuck is going on. But yeah, it's the month of June, which means it's only a couple more months before we get. Duh, I know what I have to do now. It's my life, one and the only. My hero. So yeah, they released the uh, trailer for season four. Okay, so here's the difference. and I knew everything that they were saying, even though there were yeah. no subtitles because <laughs> I speak fluent Japanese. <laughs> オールマイトの引退で漠然と広がっていく夫は、それはやがて現実のものとなり、さらに拡大していく。強くなりたいなら、己で開け。みんなと歩みを合わせていては、トップにはなれない。道を切り開け。緑は居つけ。俺は言わ
Because once Attack on Titan ends, I guess One Punch Man is still around. Those are like the, my main. That's my main things. Well, I mean, there's some other. I mean, some other anime that we there are other good anime, out. but for me, those are like the main. Those are the big ones. Those are my favorites. Yeah, there's one that I want to check. I don't know if it's actually good or not, but it's called. Uh, fuck, what is it called? <laughs> we'll never know. Chi Chi Manja. That's not it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to look it up. I was just looking at the uh, like the synopsis. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Honk if you're horny. <laughs> um, so yeah, so once I guess uh, Attack on Titan and uh, One Punch Man ends, I ca- and I'm like, I don't know, Grant, I don't know if it's actually good or not, so I could be leading us down terrible territory, but like, I want us to check out, it's called Midnight Occult Civil Servants. Okay. It's like, nah, never mind, you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like magic. I don't not like magic. I don't like, I don't like magic things, but it's basically like a supernatural occult type anime where they're like a, a group of people that are like hired to take out demons and shit like that. And also Demon Slayer. I'm hype. No, you're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check it out though. I need to catch up on a lot of anime, including Demon Slayer. No, I don't like magic. Demon Slayer fighting demons. I don't want to see that. When have I ever said that? <laughs> All the time. I don't like magic things. But anyway, final trailer. We're still talking trailers. So uh, E3 was this weekend. And the only game that really matters, especially for this podcast, is they finally released... The anticipated, which I'm like, is it that anticipated now that the trailer came out? But the anticipated Avengers game, which connects to the Spider-Man universe. You know that old saying, never meet your heroes? Well, I did. And it was awesome. The Avengers were everything I imagined. Hello, San Francisco! Thor, Tony, check it out. At once. Try to keep up. This just got a whole lot more interesting. Mmm, yes. Spider-Verse. The game that was highly anticipated that everybody was waiting for. So something that you don't know because you haven't played Spider-Man. So there's a moment where Taskmaster says he just came from fighting the Avengers in the West Coast. So basically, that's what the, this game is what that reference is. Wait, really? Is so it this act, game, it's actually connected so to this game takes, PS4? Yeah. So really? this game takes place before Spider-Man PS4. I doubt that's just going to connect at all. <laughs> well, they're probably not going to have a crossover, but it, it's in the same world. Mm. So why are they so ugly? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the thing I noticed before. I was like, because before we talk about the trail, the thing, because I saw a lot of people upset that they don't look like the movie Avengers, considering they are the movie Avengers. I don't mind that. That, yeah, that I don't have a problem. I don't want them to look like the movie Avengers because this isn't the movie Avengers. I like the way that Spider-Man did it. Where it's like an amalgamation of all the actors. But at the same time, I'm like... It's also its own thing. I don't know what it is, but I was like, they look homeless. They're just not good character designs. No. Like, they just don't look good. Like, it, and I don't care if it doesn't look like Scarlett Johansson to be Black Widow, but 
She shouldn't look like fucking Lord Farquaad with the yeah, fucking that chin, that big chin. ass jaw and shit. Like, why do you look like that? It's weird. And like, I'm like, it's not like, it's not like she's the comic book version either. No. So I'm like, what? And I get beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but I'm just nah, like, son. you think about superhero, like, obviously. Nah, you saw Thor's beard? Yeah. Dude, it's like he's wearing a fake beard. <laughs> but I'm like, part of part of the allure of superheroes is like, they're all physically attractive. That's why they all have like the physique yeah. of having like abs and chest and arms and all that. And then also they're beautiful. And it's like, I'm looking at none of, I'm like, none of them are giving me a Woody. <laughs> I don't need to be like handsome and good looking. It's more just like I feel like the the design of the character models. No, they need good. to be all fucking gorgeous. They don't fit. Like Bruce Banner looks too thick. He looks like he's kind of buff. I'm like, why do you look strong as fuck? Tony Stark looks weird. Like his his hair looks. Yeah, weird. he looks like. What what is what's what's the character I'm trying to think of? Not character, but he looks like Jared Leto. Almost. <laughs> Jared Leto. Yeah, with the ha- long the long hair. I've seen comparisons to like Owen Wilson and shit. <laughs> like black-haired Owen Wilson. Or like Wilson. John Wick. <laughs> yeah, maybe John Wick. It just looks weird. Captain America looks off, too. That's like, why I said they look homeless. <laughs> Hulk as the Hulk looks okay. Yeah, Hulk as the Hulk looks fine. But I mean, okay. So uh, people are mad online. who's like, why are people just complain about everything now? All the people do is bitch and complain, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you know, that's the whole point of crit- criticism. If it's not perfect, you just say what you don't like about it. But yeah, and granted, nothing's gonna be perfect. Yeah, and I'm not expecting perfection. I'm just expecting Square Enix to make good character models because <laughs> the gameplay itself. We well, yeah, well, you don't know because you know they haven't yeah, shown any. The gameplay. short clips of what might be gameplay esque look good, and that's the thing I'm also curious about too. Like, how does this game work in terms of gameplay? Can you switch? Between each Avengers, or is it going to be like... You pick one. Or not even, like one, every every level or whatever, you have to play with a different Avenger. Well, it's four-player co-op, right? So it's like, I assume you'd be able to pick any character you want and just play as that character. Maybe. Because it would seem like, you know, four at a time or could play it in the same game. But I just want to see said, gameplay. But they also said there's you you can you can if you don't have to play four-player co-op, you can play single a single-player storyline. So in that case do you are you forced to pick a certain character because i'm like how does it work where if you pick the hulk in one moment or you don't pick the hulk like considering how powerful the hulk is can you just like run through shit like how does the gameplay differ between picking like iron man where he can literally fly everywhere Mm. or are you limited like where you can't fly because they also say it almost seems like different missions they also say it's not an open world game it can't be like and that's another thing. How on rails is this? Like uh, how how linear is the game? Like you, they show like Hulk on like the bridge, like destroying shit. Are you locked onto that bridge? Like it's a straight path. Or can I get off the bridge and go somewhere else? Exactly. Like that also changes how the game plays. But then I guess if you can do that, then it's open world. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. But they like, said it, but they said it's not. But you could do it in a way that doesn't feel restrictive. But because there's no gameplay footage, you don't know. So it's like, that's the thing. People are like, well, you can bitch and complain about something that's not out yet. But it's like, I can only go by what I've seen so far. And they haven't given me enough information to judge it on gameplay. I can only judge it by how the cutscenes look. And this is basically just a long cutscene. And part of the cutscene is how good the models look. And the models are what I'm looking at. And I don't like how it looks. <laughs> if the gameplay is fucking amazing, I might not care about the character models. But And it also says that... Uh 
Although we only saw San Francisco as a level so far, the game will take players around the world to various different regions. Further additional regions will be added post-launch for free. Mm, okay. So, I don't know. It could be. It could, it could go either way. This could be an amazing game, or it could be like one of those bullshit tie-in games that hit the bargain bin after a couple of months. Yeah, because I'm. And again, it just really boils down to the gameplay, especially considering like the design. It's like uh, isn't leave You kind of saw you kind of saw me with the character design. Yeah. Cause like even Peter Parker design, like he doesn't look. I, I like the way Peter Parker looked. Yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah. Like, Without he, being familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that route. Like, if they wanted to do that and just make allusions to the characters uh, in the movies, that's fine. Just don't make the character models ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... And blocky looking. Obviously, if you use, like, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr.'s likeness and stuff like that, you had to pay them buku bucks for that. So, I mean, I, I get not using their likeness, but then at the same time, it's like, if you're going to go the route of using the movie Avengers... Make it close to what they look like or make it just look better. I don't know. Because if anything, if you're going to go this route, don't use the movie version of the Avengers. Because also on top of that, like, granted, I know I said I don't want the movie. I don't want their likeness. But I get the criticism in the sense that we've had these Avengers in our heads for the last 10 plus years. So now to use the, sa- the literally the same exact team from the movie... But then make them look like this? Yeah, it's, mm. it's fucking terrible. Mm. Nope. <laughs> like I saw a meme that says, "You're not. This is not the like it was the, the Spider-Man thing from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming." Wait a minute, you're not the real Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was your first clue? <laughs> or I saw something that was like, "This is not the Avengers. This is their stunt doubles." <laughs> also, could be that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I'm not going to hate on it without seeing actual gameplay first. But yeah, that's the thing I want to see. I want to see gameplay. But the first impression is kind of meh. I mean, the the, the story could be cool. It's, they do something terrible by accident, and now they're not Avengers anymore yeah, or something. almost kind of like the Justice League Unlimited route. Yeah, it's like a dark alternate timeline kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. But also with that, they're not they're not going the Sonic the Hedgehog route because criticism about the, criticism about the characters' designs... And they're like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> so, uh oh, let's let's go back to the drawing board and redo. Nope, the characters, cre- the creators, design, uh, character designers came out was like, "We will not change their design." So, fuck you, basically. They didn't say fuck you, but they're like, "We're not changing it." I mean, so, you see people online defending it, being like, "Oh well, it's they got so much time before release that they'll probably like update the models, make it look better." So, does that mean they're not even gonna do that? And this is how it is, and it's not going to look any better in the end product? Or are they just saying they're not going to change the, the models at all? We are always listening to and welcome feedback from our community. There are currently no plans to change our character designs, though. But what does change your character designs mean? Are they unfinished? I wish they would have said that. Like, are they, Is this what they look like in product? Or are they unfinished before release? Because there is a precedent for that. Where, like, They'll release trailer for like a game, and then when the game's released... Or like a trailer close to release will look different in terms of visual well, stuff, like details. Not, I don't know in the sense that the characters look completely different than the trailer. Like there's no, no, no. It's just more detail. Yeah, there's more detail, but yeah. I'm like, I don't want more detail on what that that chin. <laughs> more detail on that chin. <laughs> Bigger chin. It's, yeah. got, it's got butt chin in the middle. There's <laughs> like one strand of hair. <laughs> so it's like I don't. So it's even the same thing with like the Spider-Man thing. Like there was. If you look at like the first trailer that dropped with Spider-Man PS4, he looked 
not that he looked bland, but he looked more bland compared to when the game actually came out and it was more pixels added to his face. Mm. So it's like, there's that. But ultimately, he still looks like how that first trailer looked. Mm. So I'm assuming that's probably what they're saying. It's like, well, we might add more facial detail, but we're not going to change the actual design. Yeah. She's still going to have that same chin. <laughs> Iron Man's still going to have the, the, the John Wick hair. <laughs> Thor's going to have that ta- sta- uh, stapled on beard. Yeah. <laughs> looks so fucking fake. So I don't know. I just, I, I don't like it. Also, this is an Avengers game. You got all the money. You should be able to make this look fucking like the most pristine thing imaginable. No shortcuts. You're fucking Marvel. What happened? <laughs> Alright. But with that saying, they they actually confirmed that the, the main villain for the the game is gonna be Taskmaster. Which would be cool. What? That'd be cool. But is he powerful enough to fight the Avengers? I mean, maybe not like a Hulk. Or an or, Iron Man. Or a Thor. Or I Thor. Mean, I think he could take he could take an Iron Man. Like, How? Hit, hit him with the right gadget and his whole fucking suit malfunctions. I mean, maybe. Because I think his sword is like adamantium. Sure. What about what about Thor and Hulk? That's what I said. Maybe Thor and Hulk. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like Captain America, Black Widow. Yeah, they them yes. But everyone I got big guns in that team. Well, whatever. Well, let's see what they do. I like Square Enix, and I like you know I mean, Marvel. He has so. a big gun too. Like he took out the the helicarrier. Who Captain America? No, Taskmaster. The helicarrier. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> Killing Captain America, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they killed Captain America in the trailer, guys. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. But yeah, so. Anyway. Speaking of being uh, underwhelmed as we are were with the looks of the Avengers, you know who else was underwhelmed? The whole audience with Men in Black International. So, good news though. Men in Black International is number one at the box office. Yay. But it's number one at the box office with guess how much? Like millions? Like, I don't know. No, it's not that low. 30, 38 million. I don't know. 28 million. Well, there wasn't eight in there. That was just that was the guess. All right, 28 million. All right. Which. 28 million that should have gone to fucking Avengers. <laughs> which is terrible considering I believe the movie had like a $200 million budget. Wow. Or close to that. Wow. So twenty eight million. That's like a franchise like low. Now, like I said, well, Will Smith made that franchise. So without him, number one. But at the same time, it's like this is terrible. So now that oh, I didn't even mention that in our review. Best, that was my major complaint about the movie. Just it felt hollow compared to like the first Men in Black. Like you could tell how much of it relied on Will Smith. Yeah, that's why I said uh, cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> no, there's no nutrients. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a franchise low for Men in Black. So, if anything, if it gets a sequel, it would depend solely on what it makes worldwide. Mm. So, hopefully that international <laughs> comes through. Do you hope? No. <laughs> I don't hope. But also with that, Secret Life of Pets is number two. Aladdin is number three. Dark Phoenix is dropped to number four, which actually uh, That's pretty made terrible. Dark Phoenix the Biggest ever second week drop for a big budget movie. Wow. Setting some kind of record. (laughs) Yep. Dropping a massive 83.2% from its opening weekend numbers. Wow. I'm sure that word mouth wasn't doing any help. 
Yeah, the word of mouth was that it's trash. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, it was already doing shitty, and the people that saw it were like, yeah, it was shitty. So, the first weekend, <laughs> I mentioned that it made, like, 48 or whatever million. So, the second weekend, it only made 9 million. Wow. Yeah. Again, 9 million, I should have gone in the end game. <laughs> You're just taking money out of the mouth of someone that needs it. But, yeah, but speaking of end game, uh, end game is finally, uh, this is why I'm like, I don't think it's going to hit. No, that, don't say that. <laughs> hit that number, but it's dropped. It's, Dropped out of the top 10 for the first time. No. Release. No. No. <laughs> Not Avatar. So, it's so close. As of right now, it needs 50 million to reach Avatar, to surpass Avatar. And yeah, if it's, it's out of the top 10 in America, it's dropping overseas. It's not going to, unless Spider-Man Homecoming. Bump e- it. And even then, it would need like, Spider-Man Homecoming is not going to bump it that much. I think where he's another fifty million dollars. If Endgame can't be Avatar, nothing can. So if we don't get this motherfucker to be Avatar. <laughs> what will we have, yeah, Michael? Avatar might end up being. Fuck that, <laughs> Blue Cats. I won't stand for it. I don't know why I'm indignant about this. I was this, gonna but... say, well, you might have to stand for it. You might not have a choice. <laughs> like as if like I have money riding on this. I can say because either way, it's, I, Avatar, even if Avatar is defeated, it's still number two. It's like. Really, though? <laughs> yes, but then nerds will have claimed the box office results for all time. I mean, but you could say nerds claimed Avatar. <laughs> but not- Blue cats! <laughs> no, cat lovers claimed Avatar. <laughs> we can do this for the nerds. <laughs> but uh, a cat did claim the box office, though. More, well, that's more of a rat. <laughs> what? Detective uh, Pikachu oh. has uh, toppled Tomb Raider with Ange- the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider for a video game? to become the highest grossing video game movie of all time. No, at least there's that. With a current worldwide haul of $412 million. Tomb Raider had that crown with $357 million. Wow. I mean, honestly, it's to be expected, though. I mean, Pokemon's a worldwide super phenomenon. But then this article has the nerve to say, well, Sonic... Uh, will Sonic topple that? How dare they fix yeah, their how mouths dare they, like, uh, to fucking say that blasphemy? <laughs> I'm like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> what? You mean kids didn't love Gangster's Paradise? <laughs> but also with that, uh, Jordan, your favorite franchise is now uh, has an official release date. The Uncharted movie with Tom Holland. Okay. It's coming out in December of next year. Hooray. Excited? No. Because uh, unless it's like him as a kid and they're going to no, age him up. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. That's fucking stupid. The whole movie. The, already you've started on the bad foot. And I like Tom Holland, but like, what I are do you doing? I do too, but it's like, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> That's not Nathan Drake. Are you so confident you're going to age him up to it's be not, Nathan Drake? It's like, Drake? you think about the games, it's like, that was just one moment of one game. Yeah. And it was one moment of one game that was the third game. After you had already gotten to know the adult version of Nathan Drake, and then it's like, okay, well, what was he like as a child? It mm. wasn't like that was the whole game. Yep. But then it's like, that one moment that happened in, in, in part three, let's make a whole movie about that. It's like, People well, love that, right? Who, cho- it's like, who chose this? Yeah, it's like, did you n- miss what the franchise was about? I want to know how people in Hollywood get their fucking jobs. Honest to God. <laughs> Shit like that makes me go like, <laughs> yes that's why black, black men, that's why men in black international was right inept white men do fucking become in charge of shit they shouldn't be in charge of <laughs> like this 
any video game fan would be like, did you play Uncharted? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like anybody. Yeah, we, yeah, we played that. We played, We saw the clip in part three. The clip in part three. <laughs> did, you, did you play part three? Yeah, I pressed play on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Well, something else that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, this can't be, this can't be true, right? But according to Paul Rudd, he's unsure if Ant-Man 3 is going to happen. So he's asking fans to start an online campaign for Ant-Man 3. Really? Yeah. So they asked him and he said, I don't know. You need to make a call to the top brass and start a campaign to make it happen. Is Ant-Man the least performing MCU movie? No. Ant-Man 2 made more money, made like $100 million more than Ant-Man 1. But what about in the grand scheme of Marvel movies? Uh, that I don't know. Like, did it make more than Doctor Strange? I think... Hold on, I can look that up right now. I don't. I think Doctor Strange and Ant-Man made around close to the same amount. Because if Doctor Strange is getting a sequel, I don't understand why Ant-Man wouldn't get a third movie. Like, I don't... I don't think the Ant-Man movies are... Doctor hated. Strange made $677 million, And I think Ant-Man and the Wasp made like 627 So it made a little bit less. But it's still a $600 million range. Yeah, especially if it did better than the first movie. Ant-Man and the Wasp made 622. Okay. So then yeah, I don't get it. Why why wouldn't they want a third Ant-Man movie? Like fuck you, you're not important enough to get a third movie. Yeah, especially considering like it's kind of important. He was he pivotal was, to he was Endgame. Pi- he was pivotal to Endgame. He's pretty he's a especially after Endgame now, he's even more I would say he's even more popular than he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp made $100 million more than the original Ant-Man. Yeah. It's an upward trajectory. It wasn't like it was a downward trajectory. Yeah. Or it made like, oh, it only made like $5 million more. Yeah. No, it made $100 million more. Yeah. So why wouldn't they want that? And you got, you're talking about female empowerment, you got Wasp, who's one of the better female characters in the MCU. Yeah. So why? Ant-Man and the Wasp too. Yeah. Or would it be three? I think calling it Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 would be confusing. Yeah, but so, then, They're probably just calling it Ant-Man and the Wasp colon something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But according to this, he doesn't even know if that's happening. That's so weird. It's very weird. Instead, they're going to make a Black Widow movie, though. <laughs> Who's dead? <laughs> okay. Well, Ant-Man might be dead to the please, universe. Please don't start pulling fucking DC moves, Marvel. Please. And I don't know if their logic is like, well... We're phasing out of the original or these old characters, but it's like, but he just came. Yeah, it's not like he's a phase one. He was set up after the first Avengers, and it'd be kind of, I'm like, it'd be kind of rude that all of them, all these main characters get a a, a trilogy except for like Ant Man. Yeah, word. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, he's like trolling everybody. Like, yeah, I don't know. Do a campaign. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like why would he say that if he actually knew? Hmm. Yeah, I don't, don't know. know. So it raises further questions. But uh, questions that have been answered by this next news segment is that uh, Shokugeki no Soma, Food Wars, Season 4. Oh, man, I'm so behind that show. <laughs> I'm, I'm caught up. 
You really caught up in that? Oh, yeah, I'm caught up. Wow. This is the show that me and Jamie push you on, and you yeah. fucking love it that much? I, I like Food Wars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Michael loves him some food orgasms. That's the way you the way, it ended, the way that last season ended, I was like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Wow. <laughs> I want to see some more food. <laughs> wow. Okay. But, yeah, it's just like My Hero Academia is coming back in October as well. Holy shit. Okay. Season, I need to season, catch up. Season four. I yes, need to you catch, catch up. You need to yes. ah, I get it because food. <laughs> you need to catch up. Mustard. What? <laughs> Stop rewriting my lines. You mustard ketchup. <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense. Just <laughs> get a stroke. Well, some of those food items don't make sense. <laughs> but something that will make sense in the sequel. Uh. John Krasinski has come out and confirmed that A Quiet Place 2, and I'm like, I hope they don't fuck it up, because we literally just talked about this. A Quiet Place 2 will, will delve into the lore and backstory of the creatures. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he was going to be great. or was going to fuck up Quiet Place retroactively. This is cool. He said, I think we're also going to get a few answers to the origin of where and how this whole thing happened. I think that people want to know that, but I think you're just going to see another side of it. More of humanity that survived this thing in this next story. So yeah, Quiet Place too. Fucking weird, man. <sighs> oh, sorry, yawning. This made me so tired. I'm so sleepy, so tired. Well, speaking of uh, something being tired, I'm tired of this trope of white people being cast and stuff. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, uh, and granted, I get it. He's an original, but I don't care. Give me the other one that everybody knows and loves. But yeah, for season two of Titans, they have come out and said this guy, Drew Van Acker, who I don't know who he is, but the point is he's been cast as Aqualad, Garth, for season two. What? Of Titans. What? Okay. Interesting. But not Calder. Which, I mean, I get it. Like, from Jackson a, Hyde. F- from a from what I, I was saying, Calder. I like the Calder version more than the Jackson Hyde version. Oh, but I agree with that. I'm saying. I was saying I get it. Like from the standpoint of the comic books, Aqualad was one of the the Garth version of Aqualad was one of the original founding members of the Titans. Oh, I'm, I totally space. You said it was the Garth version. Yeah, the Garth version. Oh, whack. Okay, never mind. That's <laughs> what I was saying. But I'm like, I don't care. Give me Calder. Yeah. Or Jackson Hyde. I'll take either. Yeah, or one. Jackson Hyde. I don't like Garth. Yeah, I don't want Garth. But that's what we're getting. Because then, so far it means all of Dick Grayson's original crew have been white. That's why I said white people getting cast and things. Granted, like I said, I know from a comic book standpoint, that's canon. It was Aqua. It was the Garth version of Aqualad, Wonder Girl. You know what else is canon? Young Justice. Put that in there. <laughs> that's what people care about now. That's why I say, like, give me the Aqualad that people actually care. Because even with this news, I saw people reading the thing. People were like, wait, I thought Aqualad was, I thought Aqualad was black. Uh-oh. This is, you get a moment where uh, reverse, reverse casting, people are going to be upset. And it's like, no, this is the original. This yeah. is Garth, not, not Calder. Which is funny, because that means it's kind of like the same effect that Justice League had on Green Lantern fans. Where it was like a whole generation of kids, me included, who grew up thinking that the main Green Lantern was Jon Stewart. But they come to find out. No, it's Hal Jordan. <laughs> we just used the black guy for the show for some more color. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always knew it was Hal Jordan, but I'm like, I didn't really know that much about Hal Jordan. Well, I thought maybe Hal Jordan was only the original, like the like the Golden Age Green Lantern. I thought maybe John Stewart was like the guy. Wasn't reading comics when Justice League came out. Yeah, no, no, neither was I. Yeah, so I thought maybe John Stewart was like the new Green Lantern. 
And it was like, nah. <laughs> He's just the black one. We yeah. decided to use him because color. <laughs> it's like, and then it's like, you think about the, you think about the Green Lantern lore. It really doesn't make any sense because it's like one it's person. Like 16 human Green Lanterns. Yeah, it's like one person that's supposed to protect every sector of the galaxy. Yeah. But it's like, there are like 100 million Green Lanterns just from Earth. Yeah. Why? Because Earth is important, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no one cares about the alien ones. And then it's like, the galaxy is huge, and you only got one person? A lot of Earthlings are worthy, man. That's why Krypton <laughs> got destroyed, right? Because yeah. only one person. That dude was sleeping on his job. <laughs> or he was on another planet somewhere. Yeah. Like, there's what a, happened? You no, know, there's, there's a lot of planets. There probably should be more than one Green Lantern in yeah. the sector. <laughs> Do you have a ring shortage, or what's the deal there? <laughs> but uh, speaking of more than one... And in, 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 in something. So uh, the Batman movie, which actually has a release date of June 25th, 2021. Oh, wow. Starring Robert Pattinson. Man, that's so far away. Yeah. Like a year and a half, two years from now? Jesus. Now they're saying that two more villains are being revealed in that where it was going to be, uh, I mentioned Penguin and Catwoman. I was like, oh, so Batman Returns all over again. But now it's looking like the villains are going to be the Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, and Firefly. And the Hey man, just do Arkham and fine two, with that. Wait, and two more villains are gonna be there oh in, in uh Two Face and the Mad Hatter. <laughs> it's really just like, okay, people are burnt out on Batman since Ben Affleck sucked. Let's get them all the villains. <laughs> Notoriously, two to three villains have sucked in movies, but they're just like, let's do them all. I mean, it would make sense if they go the route of like the long Halloween. Yeah. I, I think if they do it plot-wise, it could work. I just think it's funny. That it's or like, like, let's just do them all. Like right. Arkham Asylum. Which villain should we do? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> let's do all of them. Or if they go like an Arkham Asylum route. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I could, it could definitely work. And I hope it does. I'm just saying, I think that's just funny to yeah, me. Yeah, just, Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw everybody in there. Yeah, just fucking all of them. Fuck it. <laughs> they know. Let's do it. But also with that said, uh, there's a rumor that, uh, and it's probably not, it's probably not true, but I'm like, it's, this will actually make me curious, but there's a rumor that uh, Macaulay Culkin oh is being looked at to play the Joker. What? Yeah. Why? What is he? Is he acting anything recently? I've only seen him on podcasts. Not stuff recently, recently, no. Yeah. So why, why Joker? Why him? What? He's pale. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen the Good Son, but he played a good villain. Granted, it's not it's not the Joker, but still. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, he has the face. That's kind of offensive. <laughs> he's, he's ugly enough to be the Joker. Yeah, he's got he a has, weird he has, face. He has a weird face. <laughs> he does have a weird face. I don't know. Anybody's better than Jared Leto. Oh yeah, so. look at look at look at that. <laughs> I mean, that's a good Photoshop. Yeah. I mean, but I saw a good Jared Leto Photoshop with the Joker too, so I need to see acting. Well, Jared Leto is trash, <laughs> but he's not a bad actor. Yeah, but I don't think he's amazing either. But if you would ask me if Heath Ledger was an amazing actor, I'd be like, mm, I guess not really. But I mean, if you're going so far out the box with like Robert Pattinson as Batman. 
I guess. You think Macaulay Culkin makes and then, sense? was the last time he's been in something? He needs something. He needs to be in something. Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Oh, what kind of reasoning is that? Just give him one. Just give it yeah, to just him. Just give it to him. Come on. We love Richie Rich, right? You love Richie yeah. Rich? I love Richie I Rich. I love Richie Rich. I love Home Alone. Oh, I come lo- on. Home Alone's a national treasure. I like tacos. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of national treasures, uh, we talk about boondocks having a, a special place in our hearts. Hmm. And I mentioned that they're talking about bringing it back for season four mm-hmm. and i mentioned before that i was like if aaron magruder does not come back i don't give a fuck or season back? but sony announced that he is coming back okay well there you go a revival of classic boondocks i'm down for that so yeah i think we need that now more than ever now more than ever yes. for real so i'm definitely way more invested uh, interested was it was it airing on curtain network or uh adult swim okay Coaching Network, same thing. But uh, also with that, so this kind of gets me a little sad because it makes me think about things that could have been. So the creator of Swamp Thing said that his plan... Fuck them all. (laughs) His plan for uh, the Swamp Thing series was he wanted the show to branch off from three seasons, but he wanted it to eventually spin off to a Justice League Dark. Well, he had a long game plan. He's on three seasons and a spinoff. Yeah. Which Swamp Thing is a part of that team. So, so Constantine, Swamp Constantine, Thing. Constantine, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, Dead Man. Uh, is Etrigan in that? I think Etrigan. Uh, no. Etrigan? No. I don't think Etrigan's in Justice League Dark. Uh, Madam Xanadu. I don't remember. Well, we'll never get Magic this. Magic people. <laughs> so, who cares? <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, he crushed his dreams, Michael. So, like, it's never, never going to happen. I'm like, that's kind of disappointing. Again, talking about doing new properties, things you haven't seen before. And wasn't Justice League Dark scheduled as a DC movie at one point? It was supposed to be a DC movie at one point. <laughs> well. It's like, what are you guys doing? Who's making these decisions? Why is there no Kevin Feige? Somebody's sn- sniffing Matt Crack up in the DC WB headquarters. This is the only explanation. <laughs> Especially considering, like, I still haven't watched it, but that first episode has gotten good reviews. Yeah, I've heard only good things about that first episode. I heard it's like the perfect amount of like horror and story for a Swamp Thing story. But but not good enough, apparently. Yeah, not, not horror, <laughs> not horror enough. Nope. <laughs> but final final news bit. Speaking of something being good enough, apparently it's good enough to get a animated series on Netflix. What? So. We talked about this series being killed by its spinoff, which is Hobbs and Shaw. Wait, what? Fast and Furious is a Netflix show? Hobbs and Shaw killing the main movie series. Well, if that ends up happening, it's still going to live. What? In an an animated form. Wait, an animated show? On Netflix. An animated show? Animated Fast and Furious series. About Dom? Uh, Please tell me it's not about Dom. Please tell me it's not about fucking Vin Diesel and he's talking about family. <laughs> My family. No. Oh, it's about God. Tony Toretto, the younger cousin of Dominic Toretto. That's even stupider! <laughs> <laughs> I was, you said no. I was like, oh, thank God. And it was like, but wait, there's in, more. <laughs> in this new animated series, teenager Tony Toretto follows in oh. the footsteps of his cousin Dom when he and his friends are recruited by a government agency to infiltrate an elite racing league serving as a front for a nefarious crime organization bent on world domination. How did a racing league become about world domination? 
the Aren't they all? <laughs> this is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's not about Dom, don't worry. It's about his cousin. <laughs> it's like, what? This is Pennywa- Pennywa- Pennyworth yes. all over yes. again. This is the equivalent of Pennyworth for the Fast and the Furious universe. What? But then on top of that, it's is like... Is he even a character? Was he ever a character in the show? Is this a cousin that we've never heard about before? I was going to say, and then on top of that, it's not even Pennyworth level in the sense that it's not even live action. It's animated. It's like... What the fuck, man? What are you doing? <laughs> Why? Why, Mike? And I think I talked about this a while ago. and Yeah, I did. I talked about this like a year or two ago on the news, but then you didn't really hear anything from it. So I guess this is the... Well, clearly I blocked it out that episode. <laughs> I was like, that's stupid. Uh, this is the confirmation that it's actually happening. Again, Hollywood. Who the fuck was like, you know what would be a good thing to put on Netflix? An animated Fast and Furious movie. When you move to Los Angeles, do you just lose touch with you humanity? You become stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just don't know what people want anymore. You can't fucking browse an internet forum. You can't talk to a person on the street. Like, I don't understand these people. <laughs> no, they spoke to one person on the street and was like, would you like to see an animated Fast and Furious movie? Fuck yeah, I would. No, what happened was, it was like, would you like to see an animated Fast and Furious show? And they were like, I don't know what that is, but I only watch animated shows. Well, guess what we're going to do? We're going to make it an animated show. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Why is that the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, why, 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 I'm like, why is this the thing? I don't... Why and not make like, it about Paul Walker's And character? then it's like you watch an animate, like... Like, right? Why not continue the adventures of Paul Walker's character? Because he's not dead in that universe. Yeah, he's not. Too offensive? It's like, now he's dead in real life, so we can't... I actually would care, though, and explain where well, he's at. Would you, though, an animated? Because I'm like, is this even canon? I don't care about any of this shit, okay? <laughs> but if I'm going to care about something, at least make it about someone that's from the franchise. Like, why? It is about somebody from the franchise. Dom's it's, it's his cousin. Co- it's his cousin, yeah. <laughs> Instead of Dom, it's Tom. Tom. <laughs> or Tone. It's going to start with a monologue about family. And it's like, I care about family. Like my cousin told yeah, me. <laughs> I, gave, I gave him my first car and he's using this car to protect the world from devastation. <laughs> to <laughs> unite, unite our people peoples within our nation. <laughs> Bro, if it was the origin of the Team Rocket, I'd be down for it. But but it's not. So <laughs> Fast and Furious animated movie. Team Rocket is pretty fast and furious. Coming coming to a TV screen near you. All right, well, fuck this. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Go watch Arrow Beyond. It's out now. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Toy Story, right? Toy Story and Child's Play. Wow, those two movies come out the same weekend? The same weekend. That had to be planned. A story about toys, toys and one about yeah, toys killing people? It had people. to be planned. Well, we know what next week's theme is. <laughs> toys. Toys. <laughs> Toys, toys. One is P, one is rated G, and another, well, actually, nothing's really rated G anymore. Everything's rated PG. Yeah, I think that the reason for that is sexual. They want to throw sex into everything. Well, no, I think like someone, someone somewhere did a study that things rated G actually get less people to go see them because people assume things are rated rated G are just for kids. So even some kids don't want to see rated G movies. Not even like like sub, subconsciously. Not even like like outright like oh i don't like g movies but it's more like subconsciously you you see g and you go that's for that's a kid's movie so they, they tend to make things pg just for that reason i'm like wasn't aladdin rated g <laughs> it made, was it i don't i think so 
I don't mean the the the, the live action version. No, 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 yeah, I mean the the original. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know though. Yeah, I don't know. We could, I mean, we have the internet. We can just look it up right now. Do just, we? we? I don't know how this inter- the internet's work. <laughs> Interweb. Because <laughs> I, I actually am curious about that. So maybe that was before in a time where the G ratings were okay. <laughs> Back before, yeah, Lion King rated G too. Which I'm like, no. <laughs> the Lion King. Well, that sex like, scene. <laughs> but not even that. I was just like how dark it gets with the dead. Like, they don't show the hikings eat Scar alive, so it's okay. I'm not or even Mufasa talking about that. Dying. I'm talking about Mufasa dying. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, it's for kids. Totally for kids. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty dark. <laughs> I don't still remember it as an adult because it traumatized me a little. <laughs> still cry in a fetal position? <laughs> not at all. I, don't, I have a feeling. I'm, I'm wondering if the live action version is going to hit me as hard. Definitely not. You, first of all, you're an adult. And you know what, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> well, as a kid, it's like... You still know what happened when I watch when I watch Lion King now the animated version I still get you get you tear up from Lion King I still now? get tear I still get misty up no wow okay well maybe it just affects you on a different level than it does me because I don't clearly you I don't have a soul <laughs> <laughs> what I cry all the time on this podcast uh, well you're not crying at the right stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even think I cried when I was a kid I just remember being like what I remember as a kid thinking that he wasn't dead I was so stupid. That I thought I saw Mufasa move when Simba nudged him, but it was because he nudged him. Because he nudged him. Yeah, I know. But as a kid, I was like, no, he's not dead. He, I saw him move. That's just because it's a movie and he's pretending to be dead. But it's like, dude, it's animated, bro. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I wasn't a smart child. <laughs> and you're not a smart adult. So it's <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> oh, big monster. So full circle. Still the circle, dumbest the Avenger. circle of life. <laughs> There's a reason I said that's that that's the thing, the yeah. motto. Don't judge me. All right. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we some of my feelings. We'll see if we have any feelings in Toy Story yes. 4. Are you gonna cry in Toy Story 4? Let's see. Perfect vision. I mean, it is uh at 100 percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, there you go. So it's a very high possibility. But I feel kinda I've I've been feeling pretty jaded in movies lately. Like, I don't know if it's because after Endgame we've just gotten a slew of like kind of man movies, but like Every time I see a new movie, I'm just like, am I just too jaded and old and angry? Uh, yeah, like, I think you're just trash. Because I'm like, my favorite movie of the year so far is John Wick. What the fuck? <laughs> you keep saying that. Because <laughs> it's the truth. How do you like that more than Endgame? I just did. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> what? Are you really serious? Yes, I'm serious. Oh, man. I don't I don't know you anymore. <laughs> Who are you? Are you the Hive? <laughs> I, I could, I might, am I really Michael? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was neuralized. <laughs> I thought we, but when do, we I, saw, do I remember Endgame? <laughs> when we saw Endgame, we saw it with our wits and a level 7 uh, double, blaster. Yeah, blaster. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. I've been here with Jordan with Michael. And we will see you next week. Because remember we mentioned the Endgame? We were like, we, as much as we loved it, there were still some issues that we had pro- like we had problems with. Yeah. But at the and and then we also mentioned like overall, we liked Infinity War more. Yeah. That but doesn't mean st- I didn't like Endgame, though. No, I'm not saying you didn't like Endgame, but did I'm like... Did Vision? With- yeah, I did. <laughs> did you? I thought I did. I don't think you did. Or did I give it a high more than passable? I think you gave it a high more than passable. I, wanna- I think I gave it Perfect Vision. No, I think you gave it a high more than passable. Mm. 
It's possible because then I, if I if I did, I could see myself justifying it by saying Infinity War is better. I, no, I could have sworn. Or that I gave or both. or I think you gave. I don't know. I, I think maybe, I gave both. Maybe you gave it a perfect vision. I just but you said that Infinity War is better. I think yeah, I think that's I think that's what you did. I think yeah. you said it's a perfect vision, but Infinity War is perfect. Perfect is higher. Yeah. Because his perfect vision is not perfect. None of these, so it's like there's there's still levels. No, John Wick was perfect. <laughs> it was perfecter. <laughs> it was the perfectest of the perfect. But it wasn't perfect. We yes, got it so was. Many, there's so many story issues with it. No, I didn't have those issues. <laughs> <laughs> All just, right. You just don't like killing things. Don't I? <laughs> uh, Gunfights. <laughs> <laughs> is everything I don't there like? No, there were no big monsters in this. That's why you didn't like it. That's true. They're warching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor vision. <laughs> All right, we just got here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Happy Pride. <laughs> 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 it's the MIBs. Uh, here come the MIBs. Dressing black, remember that Just in case we have a face-to-face and make contact The title held by me, M.I.B. Means what you think you saw, you did not see So don't blink, be what was dead is now gone Black suit with the black Ray-Bans on Walk in shadow, move in silence Guard against extraterrestrial violence But yo, we ain't on no government list We straight don't exist, no names and no fingerprints Saw something strange, watch your back Cause you never quite know where the M.I.B.s is at Uh, and Here come the minute.